0: Welcome to It's a Musical Podcast, the podcast show where I force my boyfriend to watch musicals he definitely should have seen by now, and then we talk about them.
1: The boyfriend has returned.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I'm Drew.
1: And who else is returning this week, Drew?
0: This week, Mary Poppins is returning. You've seen Mary Poppins. You've seen the first one.
1: Yes. So I saw it as a child, Mm -hmm. and I remember having the worst like fever after watching it to the point I was
0: but like you were ill or like it caused you well, to have a fever. I was I was ill
1: and I remember having really awful fever dreams
0: about Mary Poppins
1: yeah <laughs> after it specifically the bits where the live action was blended onto the animation
0: sure were you a particularly naughty child was she coming to tell you off?
1: No, I don't remember I just <laughs> I just remember being really ill for a couple of days after like to the point that I, you know, just was hallucinating in that style. <laughs> so. Okay. Sure. Ever since that point, I never rewatched it. And I've not watched Bed Knobs and Brumsticks for that kind of reason because I just associated Mary Poppins with sickness. Right. So I didn't remember much of Mary Poppins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I rewatched it and I guess watched it properly for the first time.
0: Yeah.
1: With you the first summer we were dating
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was good yeah i liked it i was surprised at how much of the real world was kind of bizarre and magical yeah compared to like just mary poppins making the world more magical because obviously
0: well, i think that's the the premise isn't it is that the world is a magical place and the only way you can see it is if somebody introduces you to it
1: yeah, but I also mean, like, the weird things with, like, the neighbours who are, like, shooting cannons off.
0: The captain, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But kind of accepted as normal. Yeah, it's so...
0: magical realism.
1: Yeah, so there is so much I was kind of watching going, huh, oh, I thought it was only Mary who made this world magical.
0: Mm.
1: I also thought about it the other day. And you know the bit where Mary arrives and like there's a gust of wind that blows all the nannies <laughs> away. Yeah. How many nannies did Mary Poppins kill in that moment?
0: <laughs> so many.
1: Like and one of the other best memories I have of Mary Poppins is the scary Mary horror trailer. Yeah. Which is just hilarious because it is kind of scary.
0: You wait till we watch Bednubs and Brimsticks. She kills people.
1: Yeah, so when this came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah. I remember the hype I remember seeing the trailers. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at and thinking, "Huh, this is like interesting because it looks like Mary Poppins. Yeah. Like the animation sequences look like Mary Poppins and Mm -hmm. the world seems like that. But obviously I didn't go and see it because I didn't remember the original. I didn't have the fondness for the original that I think everyone was relying on for Mary Poppins Returns. There's weird things I know about this. Like, I know that Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it. Mm -hmm. I know that we have Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins. Yeah. So she has an age, which I think uh, Ben, is it Wishaw? Yeah, we
0: talk about it in the film.
1: Yeah, he's like, Mary, you haven't aged a day.
0: Which is an incredibly rude statement to make about a lady, obviously.
1: But he is the youngest of the Banks children.
0: Yeah, so in the first... Mary Poppins movie we are introduced to the Banks family and we have Jane and Michael with the kids and Michael grows up to be Ben Wishaw.
1: and he's now dealing with raising the kids after his wife has died
0: yeah so he has three kids
1: and he's a struggling single parent which Mm -hmm. is an interesting dynamic but he has lost all magic from the world
0: yeah and Jane's helping him out
1: yeah the other thing I have to say I completely forgot about but I remember saving Mr. Banks. Like I loved that film. Mm-hmm. I thought Tom Hanks was an amazing Walt Disney, and there are obviously moments, uh, you know, that are replicated Mary Poppins from that. And
0: yeah,
1: I, I feel like I I was more open to watching Mary Poppins because of that film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's where we're at with Mary Poppins Returns.
0: Yeah. So Mary Poppins, the original one, came out in 1964. Yes. And as soon as it came out...
1: She chose to do that over My Fair Lady, and she won the Oscar for Mary Poppins. Yes,
0: Julie Andrews we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um, as soon as that came out, Walt Disney was like, let's do a sequel. And
1: Emma Thompson was like, nope.
0: Yeah, P.L. Travers, who... Oh God, there's like no good people involved in... That whole thing. But so we're not going to talk about.
1: No, I think if you want to those know about. People. I've seen Saving Mr. Banks, which I feel is a loose yeah, kind of biopic of the making of this. It's obviously not definitive and it's a very yeah. biased, like we're doing it from the Walt Disney company's perspective.
0: Yeah, but even, like, arguably P.L. Travis is the bad guy in that movie. I know. But she comes off way nicer than she was in real life. Yeah. And it's a whole. Thing.
1: <laughs> but she hated this
0: yeah oh yeah For you sure. know
1: i think the, the film paints that she was very happy that at least mr banks got the redemption at the end hence the title
0: yeah and that's based on an actual quote from her where she said that the only good thing about the movie was that it was made clear that mary poppins came to save mr banks yes not the children which is the point and, and that's fine kind
1: of continued with this one that she's yeah. saving the adults. Not the children,
0: yeah. Basically, although it's like a bit more on the nose in this. Question. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah. So, in the nineteen eighties, the chairman of Walt Disney Studios at the time, which was Jeffrey Katzenberg, he asked Martin Kaplan, who was the vice president of the production, to approach Travis Gen and try again and be like, "Hey, you know, it's fifteen years later. Let's do a sequel." And she was like, "Nope." No, thank you. And then another year after that, they tried again. Yeah. She basically just kept saying no over and over and over again. And then in the, like the mid 80s, she wrote a sequel, a screenplay sequel with her friend. Yeah. Based on the book, the, like the second book, Mary Poppins Comes Back, which is not a good a title as Mary Poppins Returns.
1: No, it feels... You basically carved it maybe up into a tent and it's punchier.
0: Mm. Yeah, they wrote a letter to Roy Disney, which is Walt's son, and said, can we please, you know, we're okay with this now, let's do this film. And they got people to do a treatment of it. Yeah. So they supplied a treatment, sent it back to her and she rejected it again. <laughs>
1: because they changed her script that she'd written? Or... Yeah, but she
0: didn't write it. So she got her friend, Brian Sibley, to write a script based off of her second book. And because they were friends, she thought it was going to be like she would have say over it. But he he just wrote a script (laughs) for it. Then they sent it off. And then again, she hated it. And then they had agreed that they were going to do it. And they were going to have things like having Bert's brother be in it because Dick Van Dyke wasn't on board. And that. They were going to have Julie Andrews show back up as Mary Poppins. And then Julie Andrews retired. Yeah. So they couldn't have Julie Andrews. But
1: she will obviously come out of retirement so she can do the Princess Diaries.
0: Well, so I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe this is around the time that she had to have vocal surgery. Yes,
1: because I know that she can't sing in the same way anymore because the surgery wasn't successful. Mm, Which is
0: tragic,
1: but obviously yeah you know
0: yeah so you know how disney has the disney vault yes and that they recall movies all the time oh yeah i'm very him.
1: aware of that and it's it is a great business tactic
0: and also that, a terrible idea
1: <laughs> also to ter- but what i will say is it is great when you think you can charge 15 16 pounds mm-hmm. for a film that came out 30 years ago but because it hasn't been released on digital media for five years people will pay that price it's a great business tactic but awful for consumers
0: well they also reanimated them
1: oh yeah like you know you get and if you definitive editions but obviously if you buy the definitive dvd version in six seven years time you'll have the definitive blu-ray edition
0: yeah well so there was a there was a whole thing with the the vault and the remastering of some of the yeah yeah Older films, specifically Cinderella, they really messed up some of the animation on that, which was a shame. However, so in 2004, Mary Poppins was re-released from the vault from the 40th anniversary of Mary Poppins. And on the trivia track of that DVD, it ends with the line, one day the winds may change again. And that was them hinting that they were going to make another one, basically. And then on 14th of September, 2015, Walt Disney president at the time, which is Sean Bailey by this point, said, we're going to do another Mary Poppins film and I want the production team for Into the Woods to make it. So we've got Rob Marshall, John DeLuca and Mark Platt.
1: I remember the internet going into Meltdown when it was announced. Mm -hmm. I remember there being a very kind of mixed response that a lot of people are like, leave her alone. It's a perfect film. It doesn't need a sequel. And there were a lot of people who were, yay, Mary Poppins returns.
0: So I was like firmly in the middle of that.
1: Was this the same time that they also announced that they were going to do Cruella with Emma Stone? Like it was around that time that a lot of these new projects for the Isn't next... That
0: still being made?
1: It is. It's been made. They're just kind of waiting for release because a couple of kids we teach are in it.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That, I have no interest in seeing that though. <laughs> like, sorry, Emma Stone, <clears> but like...
1: I just... I, I don't like it when you humanise villains.
0: No. I was interested in Maleficent from the perspective of world building. And I was like, yeah. but I'm obsessed with fae and fairies and that kind of mythology. I, I
1: remember there was a lot, of, a lot of big announcements as well. And it kind of capped off with Mary Poppins is coming back. And the internet was like, wow. Mm.
0: So when they announced it and it got greenlit, obviously P.L. Travers is dead. And they got the approval of her estate to do this. Because at this point, nobody's buying her books. No. So we might as well do another movie. This is
1: the thing. I feel like...
0: I'm sure people are still buying her books in the nicest way Yes,
1: but I feel like more people know Mary Poppins as the Disney license than they do.
0: I definitely did not know it was a book series until I was much older. I
1: didn't know it was a book series... Until Saving Mr. Banks. Mm-hmm. Which I feel speaks volumes over the perception of the stories. Yeah. What was her opinion? Just because we're kind of talking about it, we probably will never cover
0: P- the P. show. Travers.
1: What was yeah her opinion of the Broadway show? When was did she... that happen?
0: She was dead. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They got the rights from P.L. Travers. And she only agreed to it. If all the creators were English, and then she died,
1: so she never saw the show. No. And when did the show come out? When did it start production? Two thousand
0: four for tryouts. Oh wow!
1: Yeah, I I yeah. honestly thought that was like a nineties.
0: No, so thing. P. L. Travers died in nineteen ninety six, and Cameron Magintosh suggested it in nineteen ninety three. Okay.
1: Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: So, so she, she was okay with it. Doesn't mean she liked it. No, I know.
1: So the casting of this, we obviously, we don't have Julie Andrews. I think the idea being Mary Poppins is timeless. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It must have been... 2016, they got Emily Blunt on board. Yeah, I
1: think she's great casting for this. From what I've seen, she looks like Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a kind of James Bond-esque thing that you can accept someone else being Mary Poppins.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, I know Dick Van Dyke is in this.
0: Yeah.
1: However, I've always thought it weird... I've learned since the trailers, he is not Bert.
0: No, he's not Bert.
1: He's the weird bank manager character. He
0: is Mr. Dawes Jr. Who is in the original But one. he's
1: now playing the son of... The... Okay. I yeah, thought he was so playing the this... same character, no, which is no. weird that even he has...
0: So in the original film, he plays Mr. Dawes, the bank manager, and Mr. Dawes Jr. is the guy with the goatee. Yes. Who then at the end is like, oh, he died laughing. Ha <laughs> ha, brilliant. And... Yeah, he does. We just he? get over that. And then in this one, he's Mr. Dawes Jr. Okay. And so Julie Andrews was asked to have a cameo in this. Yes. And she turned it down because she didn't want to detract from Emily Blunt being Mary Poppins. I think that's fair. Because, especially for people who are taking their children to see Mary Poppins, she didn't want adults sitting there being like, that's, that's the, the real, real Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. That's her. Yeah, Because to kids, this is Mary Poppins. And if you're a a little kid, I really doubt you're going to notice the difference. Emily Blunt does a good job at this. Yeah, I
1: can completely understand that. I think that's really good logic. I think it was a big issue with the first ever Peter Capaldi Doctor Who episode that at the end of his episode, the very first time he's the Doctor, we get a cameo from Matt Smith speaking from the past to future Clara. And it just it's
0: kind of unnecessary, isn't it? Yeah,
1: when you're trying to let a brand new version of this character stand on their own two mm-hmm. feet, and we're already saying that, like, oh, but we don't trust them completely. So here's the old one,
0: especially when like Peter Capaldi had already been in Doctor Who, and that was a whole thing on its yeah. own. Yeah,
1: so I feel like if they ever do a third Mary Poppins film with Emily Blunt, perfectly fine to let Julie Andrews have a cameo then, mm-hmm. because at least Emily Blunt has stood on her own two feet and established the character. Yeah. I'm completely on board with that.
0: They filmed it here, in the U of K.
1: It was at uh, Shepparton, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah,
0: Shepparton Studios. They used eight sound stages, and all of the sets were practical sets, except yep. for obviously the animated sequences, including Cherry Tree Lane, cool. which is in the original one, obviously. There's the park from the original one, and... I can't tell you that without spoiling it. Okay, that's Um, fine. Basically, the part from the original one has like additions now because obviously time has passed. Yes. So it's that.
1: It's, It's supposed to be modern England. I can't remember when Mary Poppins won. It's around the time of the suffragettes. So it's 1918, 1920s. Yeah. So is this one presumably the 1940s, 1950s?
0: I would assume so.
1: So this is post-war England.
0: Yeah, it's the Great Depression.
1: Oh, so it's pre-war. Yeah. So it's pre-Second World War. So I it's think only, so. so. it's only been 20 years, so it's early 1930s.
0: Assuming that Michael is six in the original yeah. one, in this he's like in his mid-30s.
1: So it can't be the Great Depression. let talk
0: about the Great Depression. Okay. So maybe it's post-Great Depression. So it, it,
1: it's, it's got to be... Post World War II, then. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. So, from what I gauge from the trailers, it feels like the beats are very similar to Mary Poppins' one. Like, it feels like the story is going to be the same.
0: Yeah. What do you think the plot of this one is? She comes back. Have an idea.
1: She nannies the kids, but is secretly doing it for Ben Wishaw, for Paddington, who has kind of forgotten what it is to be a child. Yeah. He is Mr. Banks. It's gonna end with the weird hot air balloon sequence instead of let's go fly a kite, instead of super califragilistic expialidocious, you know, and that being the uh weird animated sequence bit we've got something under the sea. Sure. She's got a really beautiful dress. It's like they're going to a book in a library or something. And Lin Man Marmoranda, instead of a chimney sweep, we have a uh, uh a, a street light.
0: Man, fighter, yeah. yeah.
1: So he's, he's come from Christmas on the square with Dolly Barton
0: to, to this.
1: I feel like it's going to be the exact same story. The songs are going to be different, but callbacks to what the songs were. Yeah. Maybe in a more modern style. Mm -hmm. Do you know what it is? I feel like it's going to be Indiana Jones four in terms of following the same beats to Indiana Jones, but the characters we know are older. Mm. So it's going to have the same kind of formulaic plot it's going to have, but it's going to have evolved. So whereas in Indiana Jones 3, they're looking for religious relics, it's obviously Indiana Jones 4, they're looking for aliens. And in this, the music is going to be different because it's going to have evolved with the times. Yeah. Because obviously we've got Lynn manuel Miranda, who has helped with some of the songs, at least his songs, which what I've heard sound quite in line with what he's done from Hamilton. No. Am I wrong?
0: Yeah, he didn't do (gasps) anything with the music. I
1: thought, I thought he at least contributed his bits.
0: Mm -mm. Did he not? No, they were written for him. So Mark Scheiman wrote music. Cool. Okay. Hairspray fame. Yes. Um, amongst other things, obviously he's a phenomenal.
1: Oh, he is absolutely phenomenal. We've covered uh, him in other things as well. I can't remember now, but he's great stuff.
0: But he um, no, he didn't. He didn't have anything to do with his songs. Obviously, it's Live My Mum Miranda. He's going to sing them in his own way. Yeah. And I think because of his face value, you have to write a song for his style just to show it. Mm. But you're not going to get anyone rapping. Well,
1: no, no, there is one. There's one where he's talking. It's not a rap. No, but it sounds kind of like Hamilton's style. It sounds
0: like his style. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I thought... It's a bit more
0: Bring It On than... Okay,
1: (laughs) but I thought he'd written some of the bits for him. Mm Oh, okay. It still musically sounds like an evolution in, like, time. So, like, it's it's different from what music would have been in the 1920s when the first one was to now. Mm -hmm. I just feel like what this is going to be more than anything else is a really nice nostalgic family film.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that specifically Mark Shaman has said about this movie is that this is a love letter to the original. Yes. And that they were really worried when they were making this film about living up to the expectations of it. Yeah. And at some point they just decided, actually, no, we don't want to be ironic and we don't want this to be like based on the original one we want it to just show how much we love the yeah original
1: one. and what's wrong with that There's, yeah it's i amazing. i love things that are love letters mm-hmm. so stranger things one of the reasons i really enjoy it is because it is a love letter to films like et to ghostbusters like it is we were fans of these things let's pay our own homage to them yeah so i think that's amazing I know from speaking to people who have watched this, who love the original, pretty much anyone I've ever spoken to about Mary Poppins Returns has been overwhelmingly positive about it.
0: Yeah, I really like this film.
1: Which I think speaks volumes. You're either going to really love it because you remember this or you're going to hate it because it's not different enough. And I've never heard anyone say they hate this film.
0: No, and I'm really judgmental when I go to see things yeah. like this. And I saw this movie three times yeah. in the cinema before the world went insane. And this film, I did not want to go and see this. This was, I believe, my mum's choice to go and see this. This was your Christmas, like, yeah. Boxing Day film. Yeah, so every year we were going to see something on Boxing Day and it's usually mum's choice. And <laughs> so she picked Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah. And... None of us were excited about it, except for mum. We were all overwhelmingly not thrilled yeah. that we were going to see this film. And that I really just thought I was going to be upset. And I cried all the way through it. <laughs> so, because it
1: was just like everything you needed it to be like. it Yeah, was...
0: it's like, oh, well, here's my whole childhood. Because I grew up thinking that my parents were Mary Poppins and Bert. Yeah. Because that's what they're like. And you know, to a kid when you see these characters that speak like your parents do, which <laughs> no shame to my dad for sounding like Dick Van Dyke. But...
1: See, that's one of the things I know, like I've seen just it is it's such a meme, is like
0: Dick Van Dyke's terrible English accent.
1: Yeah, like it is a terrible English accent. And
0: I didn't know that when I was a kid.
1: No, and that's what I think is weird that it's kind of like as time has gone on mm. I just think it's very interesting because there are so many good films in 2018.
0: Yeah. At the
1: time for me it was all about Spider-Verse. I I wasn't fussed about anything else coming out.
0: See, I didn't see that.
1: So, I know because we watched it together, for, you know, when it came out, but mm. I don't think looking at it other than Spider-Verse it didn't have any real competition for this will be a bigger film than Mary Poppins yeah. returns, you know, are in terms of family Fair it's spider-man aquaman or this
0: yeah and at the time the reviews of this were overwhelmingly positive yeah it made 349.5 million dollars worldwide yeah which is incredible oh yeah especially for a sequel that has come like
1: (laughs) half a century years later
0: but yeah
1: Has there been any talk of another sequel since that time? Yes, there has.
0: Yeah, apparently they've planned a third one and that it could be in early development. Emily Blunt said she would come back and do it. However, the Disney chairman has denied that anyone's working on it.
1: I think if they are going to do another one,
0: Mm.
1: it needs to be Emily Blunt. I feel like a third film with a third Mary... Could be
0: yeah, unless it's made in fifty years. Yeah, I think
1: we're good. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, I'm. I am really. I think this is going to be a really, really good way to get back on track.
0: Cool.
1: You know, we've had two kind of off weeks. Mm. I'm worried that this might be Kinky Boots level of one. I'm excited to watch, but oh, just disappoints don't me. Say
0: that. I'm going to be sad because I'm going to have a good time watching this. So I, I just don't care. You can't make me not like this. No. <laughs>
1: i'm sure i'm sure i'm gonna love this one maybe it's famous last words but i am ready for mary poppins to return
0: can you imagine that
1: and we will return very shortly dawn, for when its light has hit the ground, there's lots of treasures to be found, underneath the lovely London sky. Though the lamps are turning down, please don't feel blue, for in this part of London town, the light shines through. Don't believe the things you've read, you never know what's up ahead, underneath the lovely
0: london sky and we are back
1: just like mary poppins we have returned yes indeed that was a lot of fun
0: yeah it's a nice fun nostalgic feeling movie and i appreciate that
1: yeah i am very curious to like find out so if you are one of Those people who I'm about to talk about, I'd love to know your opinion, but I'm very curious to know what the viewers of this film for people who had never seen the original Mary Poppins and had just seen this one Mm. does it work the same way? For instance, because I think you have to have seen Mary Poppins or at least appreciate Mary Poppins for this one. I know it's a sequel, but children's films, because this is a family film. There will probably be a lot of cases where you won't have seen the original. And I think this relies on nostalgia.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of movies or movie sequels that happen later that expect you to have a preconceived notion of something. It's like the later Harry Potter movies expect you to have read the books to understand certain things. And that's fine. But I think with this, they did a good enough job of explaining everything. Like having Jane and Michael tell the children, oh, Mary Poppins used to be our nanny.
1: Yes. I'm all meant along the lines of this is the same film with the songs matching similar beats from the first
0: one. But I think if you haven't seen the first one, that doesn't matter to you.
1: No, you could watch this as a standalone, but I don't think you would appreciate or enjoy this film the same way.
0: No, probably not
1: as we talk about this i am going to kind of mention like where i feel the original mary poppins kind of
0: like the beats yeah, yeah
1: because i do think this is just the same film mm-hmm. with the same story kind of with a fresh coat of paint yeah that's not a criticism that's not a bad thing i feel like a lot of people said that about the force awakens that it was just jj J. abrams remaking a new hope yeah it hits the same beats, I would argue that that's probably what a Mary Poppins audience would want.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No,
1: I'm not saying it's a criticism, but I do wonder how people who weren't fans of the original Mary Poppins would have responded to this.
0: But I think it meets a sort of... like Obviously, we'll talk about the plot in a moment, but Michael and the children need to go on this journey to remember... The journey that michael went on as a child yes and that's sort of the moral is like you've forgotten how to look at things properly
1: yes but adults always forget the magic
0: yes and we talk about that too it's yeah. a little bit nonsensical but i feel but like... like
1: as well you know we are still saving mr banks mm-hmm. however it's now michael michael but i also feel like michael has become a modern, at least modern of the time, gentleman. So him being saved is never the same as his father because it's changing with the times what it is to be a father.
0: Yeah, and Mr Banks, as in George Banks, was what was expected of a man at the time. Yes, And he acted the way he thought he was supposed to act. Whereas Michael already isn't the man of the time. He's an artist. He's not... He's had to go and get a second job. Yeah. Like that isn't the expected portrayal of a gentleman. Yeah. And like, so he already has like shunned a lot of society's expectations of him. Mm. And, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I... we, we begin. Yeah, <laughs>
1: we begin. And one of the things I always love with film, I've talked about it before, I'm pretty certain, but I love it when the film starts from, you know, the production companies. Scott Pilgrim has the most amazing eight bit universal. You're already part of the world before the film starts. And with this, we have the traditional Disney castle Yes. set against the backdrop of London. Yeah, and the park. I love that. I mm-hmm. think it's just a small touch, but you're already part of this world and part of the magic.
0: I wish they would do that more often with the new Disney logo. I know they do it for some films, like Pirates of the Caribbean had a good one. It and doesn't have
1: anything that different it's just like a pirate ship or two it, it still is the same yeah, But that on
0: the river like I appreciate yeah. that you know
1: Yeah but you could do more with it and oh, I 100%. agree I think if you were to do more with it to to make it more unique like could you imagine if frozen halfway through it just turned into a frozen landscape you know yeah. like
0: However I miss Tinkerbell Yes like, why yeah. is she not here? We're in London. Where is Bell? Yeah.
1: But I really liked it. I think it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's a really good touch. And we start appropriately, I guess, with Lynn manuel Miranda. Obviously. Emily Blunt is obviously a big name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But do you think at this point in time, Lynn manuel Miranda is obviously one of the big draws because of Hamilton?
0: See, I don't know, because obviously we're both part of the musical theatre community. Hi, welcome to our podcast. But like, if you're not into... Like, my dad didn't know who he was. Yeah, this is what he was interesting. Because he hadn't seen Hamilton yet, yeah. didn't really know anything about it. And I feel like if you're not a big theatre fan, or even a small theatre fan... You're not really going to have heard of it. And you don't have to be a musical theatre person to like Disney.
1: No. so It's one of those weird ones that I think to a certain demographic, Lin-Manuel Miranda is the draw. You mm-hmm. know, he's what people are going to be excited to see. And it's great because people who maybe aren't fans of Mary Poppins will have gone to see this to support him. Yeah. Because is this one of his f- biggest film roles, like the first kind of big film role he's had
0: I guess, yeah. And I mean, Disney people would have been like, so there's like the overlap, obviously, of Disney people and musical theatre people. And then there's the like spot in the middle where we are. Yeah. And then there's just Disney people who I guess would only know him as that guy who wrote Moana. Yeah. Which is super interesting to think about anyway. But I think that's a draw anyway.
1: Yeah. I think this is his first real kind of like, platform within film for sure at least it's the first thing i'm aware of seeing him in or seeing him attached to because he's obviously since this point done the golden compass series Mm -hmm. which is fantastic yeah but i do think emily blunt arguably within the film world is a bigger name than him Mm -hmm. but then there are maybe people who are attracted to this film that wouldn't have been conventionally because of his attachment oh yeah for sure it's just interesting he's the first thing we see and i'm really impressed with his cockney voice yeah it's one of the things i always find funny and have joked about with dick van dyke is that his bert is kind of funny Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but this felt more organic yeah and i was really quite impressed
0: I, I personally don't have a problem with Burt's accent. I know a lot of people do.
1: Well, hello there, Mary Poppins.
0: It's not like that, though. It's charming. and.
1: <laughs> but it's. Yeah. But I
0: think that's just Dick Van Dyke. Yeah.
1: And I like it, but it is obviously something I... Before I'd ever seen Mary Poppins, was aware of that as a joke.
0: I was too young to be aware of that. I mean, yeah. I think I saw Mary <laughs> Poppins for the first time when I was like three. Yeah. So.
1: But yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with this. Mm-hmm. And... I like Underneath the Lovely London Sky. I think it's a nice calm song to kind of bring us in.
0: Yeah, it's a nice little introduction.
1: We meet Jack being this jolly fellow, which is great. He is Bert Junior.
0: Sure. So we find out that he was a he was a chimney sweep and now yes. he's a lamplighter. Well,
1: because chimney sweeps are an archaic occupation at this point in time lamplighters feels like a natural evolution for this birch roll mm-hmm. we're not going to have people going up chimneys anymore sure
0: Well, I don't think we did in this
1: time period I think that's been recognised as
0: I mean there's still chimney sweeps fashion. at like Buckingham Palace now yes so but they're not,
1: not children but, but <laughs> not in the same way
0: <laughs> yeah no I know but like it, it it still would be happening and it's still definitely to this day is a profession but not so much yeah
1: but I feel like for this kind of...
0: Yeah, it's like the next thing.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's the right evolution of it. The captain's house was still there, the Admiral. I liked yeah. that. It was nice to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the Admiral is starting to get frustrated because Big Ben is...
0: Five minutes slow, yeah. Yeah. Because he's always on time. And I love that as a character continuation that he, obviously, in the original Mary Poppins, harasses everybody by nice. sounding the cannon, But... The fact that he's now this like old grumpy dude. Yeah. And that Big Ben is slow, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah. And it's just nice, simple bit of character. Nice to see him. He's not a focal point and he never was in the first mm. one, but it's good to see he's still there. It it again, it's a weird kind of part to this world, the fact yeah. that he is just like, let's shoot a cannon, because where is this cannonball landing? Like how many people have been injured by a rogue cannonball?
0: It's, they're not actually shooting a cannonball. They don't load it. They just put gunpowder in okay. it to make a noise. Good,
1: that's fine, but still,
0: yeah, it's
1: still going on. But it's kind of sad when you think like he's older and more like grumpy. Mm-hmm. But he was older than George Banks in the first film, yeah. And George Banks is notably absent in this, mm. which like either he's gone and retired and is enjoying a peaceful, you know, life, or probably has passed on. Which Ooh, makes it kind yeah. of sad. You know, we're starting already with like this really kind of sad undertone. This isn't as fun a world because there's been some real grief for this family. Yeah. Like, they really do need Mary Poppins because we don't see the mum. We don't see the dad. We obviously know his wife has passed on. Yeah,
0: Mr. and Mrs. Banks are both presumably dead. Yeah. But and... not that
1: long has passed in this time, you know?
0: Yes, Jane and Michael are very young adults to have both of their parents be naturally dead. Yes. And I know when this is set, but like, so either their parents died during the war. Yeah. Or or Bedknobs and Brimsticks is a sequel to Mary Poppins and he just became a nutty professor and moved on with his life. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I don't know, it's kind of, it's nice that the Admiral's there, it's a really nice callback, but I kind of would have rathered it was, like, the next Admiral, Mm -hmm. because it it does feel really unfair that, like, he's still there.
0: Oh, if it was his assistant older, yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like, a small thing like that.
0: Mm -hmm. We've got David Warner playing the Admiral, who I love from Star Trek, but, yeah. And he was in Titanic. Cool. Mm
1: -hmm. We get an Overture... Because this is a love letter to the original Mary Poppins. This is very weird for a twenty eighteen film, but this is trying to be like I guess the sequel you might have got in the sixties mm-hmm. to Mary Poppins.
0: I love overtures. I have a whole Spotify playlist that is just overtures from the oh, show. Did shows. you know that? Do you not know? No. I love overture music and mostly I listen to it to sort of get to sleep if I need some music playing, but I have a whole collection and this is on there because it's so nice.
1: And I like the callback with the paintings. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like these are Michael's paintings. Yeah. Because they actually show the entire plot of this.
0: Well, so in the original Mary Poppins, they're Bert's chalk drawings. Yes. So that's what they're supposed to be a likeness to. And we see at the end of this movie that chalk drawings are still by the park entrance. Yeah. So whether or not those are Bert's drawings or whether they're someone else's, I like to think for yeah. Bert's drawings, but because
1: Bert is notably absent as well, but alive, but alive. Mm-hmm. I have, I mean, more on that later on. <laughs> we'll, talk about that later. we'll talk about that later on. What's great about this overture as well is I I'd forgotten how phenomenal this casting was. Like I do remember sitting and watching the trailers to this, mm-hmm. you know, in the cinema, and I remember thinking like, how great this is. I, we hadn't talked about it, but. Meryl Streep, Colin Firth, Julie Walters, Angela Lansbury. Yep, that's incredible casting. And we have one of the Sherman brothers is here as well, working. Was he on a consultant basis, or was he actually did he actually help Mark Shyman writing?
0: He was a consultant,
1: which I think is awesome. If you're going to try to emulate mm-hmm. Mary Poppins, and you have the opportunity to say, "Hey, you wrote the songs the first time round."
0: oh yeah for sure
1: what I love I you know watching um, The Office with you Ryan the Temp is one of the Sherman brothers for saving Mr Banks
0: oh yeah he is and the other one's the guy from Scott Pilgrim
1: yeah which I just loved mm-hmm. and it's like
0: cool yeah, I like them in that. We need to watch the Sherman documentary on the
1: We need to watch more Sherman Brothers, Brothers stuff as well, I think. Yeah. A...
0: Apparently what I've been told by everyone who's been watching the Sherman Brothers documentary yeah. is that apparently they just didn't like each other. Which I find so interesting. I don't know whether that's true or not, because I haven't watched it yet. Mm. But I'd be interested to know. Maybe, Maybe looking that's forward like to a finding possible, out.
1: Possible like bonus down the line. Yeah. Seventeen Cherry Lane is chaotic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. Of course. Know, there's Obviously. three
0: children there now.
1: Yeah. And one less parent. It's like we've, we've swapped out a parent for an extra child.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very chaotic. We see that the kitchen's flooded. Yep. The children are so adorable and so well-spoken.
0: Yeah, these kids are great. And we very recently, at Christmas, watched all of the Nativity movies yes. starring the little girl from this. Oh, really? Yeah. Her cool. name's Pixie, and she's the oh, kid yes. in, you met, yes. in Nativity. Oh, yes. And she's a great actress, and the boy who's playing her twin is a great actor. I think yep. they're both really good. Oh,
1: they're supposed to be twins?
0: Yeah, they're called, they call them the twins I all didn't, the time.
1: I never caught that. Yeah, okay. The littlest one. Georgie. So, Georgie. Joel Dawson, yes. I think is very similar with what we said about Annie, that not the best actor. Not a good
0: actor, but an actual child.
1: But as a result. I'm cool with it because it has that charm that only a child can bring.
0: However, apparently he was an actual nightmare to work with on this movie. There's an interview (sighs) with Emily Blunt where she said he would purposely mess things up and think it was really funny. Oh dear. And that as a kid, you probably do think that's really funny. Yeah. And that people are going to laugh. But as an adult trying to just do your job would be frustrating.
1: Yeah, that is very frustrating.
0: Yeah. And apparently he would go missing all the time as well just like wonder. <laughs>
1: um I think that's really ironic Where considering that like <laughs> Mary Poppins is like the world's most famous and best nanny and mm-hmm. she couldn't control this child. Mm-hmm. We have amazing fashion sense from Jane as well.
0: Oh my god, yes, we've progressed into my like one of my favorite parts about this movie, which is the Super interesting fashion Mm. and color choices. Because at this point in the movie, for some reason, we're all wearing green, and then it just disappears. The longer the movie goes on, Mm. and then we start to get like the more pastel colors and the reds and things as the magic
1: is reintroduced. Yeah,
0: it's so interesting.
1: I also like that Jane is basically her mother, whereas you know her mum was doing votes for women and Mm -hmm. suffrage. She is very much unionised and let's support the working man and labour. And I think that's very cool that she is her mum and Michael is his dad. Mm
0: -hmm. And as they say in the original movie, our daughter's daughters will adore us.
1: Yes. (laughs) That's
0: one of my favourite parts of the original one as well. And that's so just like completely rounded. but we angry. do
1: get a really cool little easter egg as well so when they go to throw out rubbish we get yeah. the votes for women sash there and oh. i just think like it's a small little feature but you know like really good they really thought about the world that we're in
0: mm, the continuity
1: yeah the lawyers are here to repossess and julie walters with a fantastic line the wolves are at the door
0: yes and we find out that The lawyers are called Gooding and Fry.
1: Which one was Gooding? Was he the nice lawyer?
0: Gooding is no. Jeremy Swift is Gooding. Fry is Codner Holbrook-Smith. He's the nice one. Yeah, And he's a sweetie. I want to keep him. Yeah. But they introduce themselves and they say that they work for the company Orgy Porgy Gooding and Fry. Yeah. And Jane laughs, obviously, because that's a ridiculous name. Yeah. Because, obviously, it sounds like the nursery rhyme. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you say it loud enough, it surely sounds atrocious. Yeah,
0: and they, they don't get it. No,
1: they don't. So they're too sensible. Michael is very, very muddled. Obviously, he is grieving. And it doesn't feel like it's been that long mm-hmm. since his wife died. He's forgetting groceries. He's off stride. And he admits that, but he now needs to pay an entire loan by Friday at midnight. Yeah. Or else they lose the house. Mm-hmm. We learn that George Banks had shares in the bank because obviously that's where he worked. And if
0: Yeah, he was a like a higher yeah. person in the bank. If
1: they can find these shares, that will cover the loan. So presumably are they gifting the shares back to the bank, or is it that it would look bad for the bank to take something from a shareholder?
0: I don't I think if you own shares in the bank, that means that you should be getting money yeah. from the bank making money. But I think it would be them returning their shares well, being it, like they never actually unders- pay off with this.
1: They never actually explain why these shares are gonna save.
0: I don't think children are gonna sit and watch a thing about like
1: <laughs> No, but like just a small bit of oh we can sell the shares and that writes off the loan or
0: Yeah, I think if, it's them you know, them returning the shares. Yeah, or just we'll- if
1: you are a shareholder, we can't do this to somebody who owns shares in this bank. So that will save the house. Mm. Just something to expect. It feels very much like the shares. But then they would are... never have
0: given them the loan. Like to a family who are shareholders in the bank. Yeah, but
1: they didn't know that's the point. So it's like, oh well that means that, you know, you are entitled to this money, so your loan therefore is, is null and void. Just a small little line that's like Yeah. You know.
0: I guess. So Michael has had to take out a mortgage on his house yes. to presumably pay for his wife's funeral. And then the upkeep of his family, because his work as an artist isn't enough to pay for the house and pay for the family. And he's
1: also working at the bank as well now. As a teller. Yes. Or a
0: junior salesman, I think he says.
1: Yeah. As the lawyers leave, Gooding says to Fry, you really have chosen the wrong profession. She's not ruthless enough. Yeah, I really like.
0: I really do hope that you find your shares.
1: like, you really have chosen the wrong profession. But that's weird that Gooding's kind of like, I take pleasure in this. Like, that's just a really villainous trait. I don't think
0: he takes pleasure in it. I think it's his job, and he just does it. No, and he like separates his personality from it. But then there's also (laughs) an element of like, it's
1: almost like he knows that if they find it, we don't get paid, and it's like. There's nothing wrong with saying, I hope we can resolve this amicably. That means you don't lose your house. Like Mm. all he's saying is, I hope we can sort this. And he's like, chosen the wrong profession, mate. I just, it's a really nasty thing for him to have said. And I think it's good because it establishes Fry as the nice guy. Mm -hmm. Like we can, we can work with him.
0: Yeah.
1: Michael hasn't told Jane this, which I guess is at this point because he is more in that what, society expects a man to be that the man sorts the affairs out Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is obviously then going to become more progressive as the film progresses i think
0: yeah
1: but yeah these children are so old beyond their years that they go out they're far more responsible than michael and jane ever were yeah and obviously that is a result of the hardship they have been through they have had to become self-sufficient and grow up Mm -hmm. they have lost their childlike wonder
0: However, we can still afford a maid slash cook because Ellen was... It's the
1: same one from the first Mary Poppins.
0: Yes, but played by June.
1: Obviously, (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. But I wonder... But
0: also she's old and a bit...
1: I wonder if she would be taking less money or even not taking a wage at all because of her loyalty to the family and knowing full well what Michael's been through.
0: Yeah, that she... might explain why she's still there. She's a live-in yeah. cook. And...
1: She's probably, yeah, not getting a wage, for, or at least very much is getting a wage, but secretly putting it away. I, I That's how I justified it to myself, is the fact that she cares too much for this family. And she's oh, like, yeah. it's not his fault. And she's old and she's got a house to live in. She doesn't need a retirement fund. Because mm. she'll just live there until the end.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: That's what I thought anyway from it. like Like you say... I wonder how she's getting my. I love her character in this. Like she's Julie so cute. Walters is just fantastic valid. in anything, but in this as well. Yeah. We go to a conversation. Um you know, this is a very different song tonally to what you'd expect from Mary Poppins' returns. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the um da, 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 da. if you want this choice position. Yes. But without the fun Mm -hmm. of it, you know, because he's wishing for a solution in the same way he wished for Mary Poppins when he was a child, but he doesn't know what he wants now. He just wants to talk to his wife again.
0: Yes. This is so a conversation. Yeah. And in the background, as he's looking through all of his things, we see a lot of objects from the original one. Yeah. There's a rocking horse that looks like the horses from the carousel. There are some building blocks, which are the blocks that were put away in spoonful of sugar. And didn't they spell, they spell poppins? Yeah, that's so cool. In the background. But it's P-O-P-N-S, as opposed yes, to yeah. like the whole pop that would be too obvious. Yeah. And also the globe. What do you call it? Snow Globe. Yes. But it's not a Snow Globe because it had the birds inside yes. of it and the cathedral, which I watched. There's a really, really great series on Disney Plus at the moment. Oh, it's the props one, isn't it? Yeah, they talk about props, and I'm obsessed with props and things like that. And things that go missing. But they had to make three versions of this snow globe for this movie. And it's only seen once. Because they made an initial version, which was a copy of the original, because they don't have the original anymore. Then they made a version without water, but still birds, so that he could twist it and the birds would sort of fall. And then they just made a broken version, which is the version he holds in the movie, and it's Aww. got crack in the side of it, and there's no birds anymore and no water. Because so they've it's escaped. Really sad. Yeah, yeah. But I think
1: that's the whole point. It's like every all of these objects are either missing or broken. You so we're going to see the kite as well, and that that as a MacGuffin is very very important. But the kite is broken. It shows yeah. how because the magic's gone, it's almost like he's forgotten it, and they are just normal objects now. And mm. as he's grown, maybe it's his lack of belief that caused them to break
0: yeah the magic's like escaped from that yeah
1: you know i was wondering though surely this attic should be more of a mess because presumably he's not gone up there in a while right Mm. it looks very neat and organized considering they as a house always need to push things back up whenever the admiral shoots his cannon this should have been far worse
0: i should know it's quite messy
1: yeah but they should have literally been everything on the floor there are things stacked neatly none of that should happen yeah so minor gripe okay in like this world building we sh- we see them when the lawyers are there having to push things back up mm-hmm. if no one's up in the attic on the hour every hour that should yeah, be destroyed
0: true. the other thing is he so he opens the music box that was his wife's because yeah. it's got her initials on the top of it and it, it plays the song that he sings yes and he takes out her necklace and it's a string of real pearls. Now,
1: I know he misses the misses, but he should sell those sell pearls. Sell those
0: pearls. <laughs> like, <sighs> they're individually strung yeah. as well. And it, it's the whole, I'm sure everyone's heard of this by now, but in Batman, if Mrs. Wayne's pearls were real, when the pearl necklace breaks, they shouldn't all spill out onto the floor. It should just be one because real pearls are strung with knots in between to stop them from rubbing together.
1: So, but then, but my logic for that is this is Gotham where everyone is out to make an easy buck. There are probably jewellers who have done that because they are con men, but they run a reputable business like on the outside. So, thomas wayne would walk Either way, in the way he it.
0: still bought fake pearls oh i know he did
1: i know he did but he probably thought he was buying real pearls because he bought them from a place that looked well, real
0: then he didn't do his research properly but of course he
1: didn't he was too busy <laughs> running gotham
0: sure but her pearls are individually strung so go and sell them
1: yeah and i you know obviously i understand that you know his wife has died and this might be the only thing he has from them but there is an argument of You're about to lose your house.
0: And if you really cared about it, you wouldn't keep it in the attic. Yeah, if
1: you really cared, it wouldn't be in the attic. But you've got to look after your children Mm -hmm. now. So, yeah, I can understand the sentimentality of it. But there you go. End of movie. He sells the pearls. That's it. Mary Poppins never needed to return. Thank you, folks. Have a good week.
0: Yeah. Like. I don't know how much much they'd be worth. I don't know. There's a
1: lot of pearls on that necklace.
0: Considering he doesn't have enough money to give his kids to go and buy food. Yeah. They're the really
1: week. having to yeah. scrimp and save. and Well, he puts the box out. Mm-hmm. And... Yes, he
0: puts the kite in the box with the votes for women yep, tail sash. on it. Which I think is really sad. I feel like Jane would want to keep that.
1: Yeah, I wonder why Jane hasn't kept it. but
0: Maybe she just didn't notice.
1: Instead of flying a kite, we're going to say goodbye to kite.
0: Yeah, the kite magics up into the air and... Yep gets dragged away through the wind.
1: Yep, and we see Georgie and the kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Georgie has a run-in because he goes on the grass and is told off for it. But he starts flying the kite, and it's going to fly him away. Yeah. And luckily, Jack shows up to stop Georgie from going to the heavy side layer. Yeah, basically.
0: Yeah, because he gets lifted off of his feet by the kite because there's basically a storm happening. Yep. And he has to grab hold of his foot to pull him back down
1: yeah and something snagged Mm -hmm. on that kite and he reels in a nanny yeah basically and mary poppins
0: Poppins down
1: returns and it's excellent you know we've been talking for a while already and i appreciate that but actually this happens quite quickly yeah mary poppins does come back very very quickly and just her poise as she descends and the way she interacts with everyone Mm -hmm. emily blunt is phenomenal casting. She has got the Mary Poppins walk, look, gaze, mm-hmm. talk down. Yeah. You know.
0: But the- super interestingly, um, Emily Blunt did a lot of research before she did any Filming, and she read all the books. Yeah, and she said that she wanted her Mary Poppins to be more like the book Mary Poppins, which Julie Andrews' version is nothing like. Yeah, the first, which
1: is fine. Which I think
0: is really interesting, considering how much she's like Julie Andrews in this movie. Yeah, well, but I we'll, think there had to be an element. of Yeah,
1: that and we'll talk about that because I've got some kind of like things I noticed. Mm. We learn that Jack worked with Bert, and yeah, Jack
0: was a child when presumably he's the same age as Jane.
1: Yes, because he talks about how he used to look in the window Mm -hmm. and like Romeo and Juliet in his mind with her. Yeah. The kids go home and Georgie explains that he fished himself a nanny Mm -hmm. and they remember her. Yes. And Michael's incredibly rude because he instantly says, you haven't aged today," And she's like,
0: how incredibly rude. How
1: incredibly rude. Yes,
0: and we get a call back to her lines from the first movie where she says that Michael needs to close his mouth because we are still not codfish. And that Jane is still too inclined to giggle.
1: But it's not just lines. Because we also get like the musical score. Because we get like Spoonful of Sugar and Mm -hmm. like beats of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Which is so lovely. Mm
0: -hmm. Just
1: small little beats. And she's here to look after the Banks children. And the kids say, and And them. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Because she's still, it's almost like she's still nannying them. That's Mm -hmm. her mission. But obviously, while she's here, she's going to look after, you know, the other children.
0: Yeah, the ones that are actually
1: children. But Michael has forgotten the magic. And they're talking. There's a really nice shot as he's talking with Jane. They have their back to the stairs. And we just see Mary Poppins going
0: up. Up the staircase. Yeah. (laughs) So they're talking about how nobody's hiring nannies nannies anymore. She
1: needs us. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it is something that I have always thought. I've seen this movie so many times now because I think it's brilliant. Yeah. But. There are some weird sides throughout this film where Mary Poppins has these sort of sad moments. And it's one of them is here where, they, where Jane is saying to Michael, nobody's hiring nannies anymore. And she looks quite upset. She's looking at herself in the mirror and mm. she just sort of does this little side glance. And it's like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me.
1: Yeah, she's been out of work for a while. Yeah. I like the bit where she's just walking along. She bumps into Ellen and Ellen goes, Hello, Mary Poppins. Ellen. And she goes, hello, Ellen. Hello, Ellen. Like, just like <laughs> Ellen thinks Mary Poppins has never left.
0: Yeah, she thinks she's just been here the whole time.
1: And she's talking with the children. The children are kind of like, we don't need a nanny. We're okay. We're self-sufficient. We're, mm. we're grown-ups as opposed to... Well,
0: they've never had a, nun, a nanny or... <laughs> never, had a nun. <laughs> <laughs> they've never had a nun. They've never had a nanny or a governess or anything. Yeah. Their mother taught them how to look after themselves, which is fine. And presumably she also taught them yes. as well.
1: Yeah, so the first thing that Mary Poppins is going to do is she is going to bathe the children. Mm-hmm. And that will, like, well, you know... Yeah,
0: because they crawled through a bush yeah, to get like, oh, Georgie well,
1: back. We had a bath this morning. Mm-hmm. And she's like...
0: No, they say... So they say, Mother always had us take our bath in the evening. Oh, what well, I think is the perfect
1: time to have a bath is when you need a clean. <laughs>
0: it's when you need to be clean, yeah. But
1: yeah, they're, they're just too responsible at this point in time to accept her.
0: Yeah, and Ellen says a line earlier on when they go out into the park that oh, what little grown-ups you've become, which is really sad if you think about it because they're at the oldest, eight or nine. Yeah. Like, at a push.
1: Yeah, and it does make it sadder that this world is kind of the way it is, Mm -hmm. you know. They've not even got grandparents there to take over the place of mother so that they can continue being children. They really have had to just grow up.
0: Yeah.
1: So we get Can You Imagine That, which is Spoonful of Sugar.
0: Yes. And we get the best practical effect I have seen in recent history, yes. which is that Mary Poppins makes the bath. She pulls all the stuff out of her magic bag and puts it in so that the bath will become magical. And they
1: are kind of like, wow, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Like the children are instantly impressed. And this as a song is what I was wanting that so far I felt like we've kind of lacked. Like obviously lovely London town is good, but a conversation...
0: Is sort of sad and depressing.
1: Exactly. But this is what I was wanting from Mary Poppins Returns. Yeah.
0: And then we have a dolphin pop up out of the water before the bubbles appear.
1: Not yet. You've missed your cue. Not
0: yet. And then Georgie says, no, no, I want a bath. So Mary Poppins helps him in and he slides down into the bath. And they made a set where the bath has a trap door in the bottom of it. And they could basically just fill it up with foam. Yeah that looks like bubbles on water so that the kids can just slide down underneath the stage. But the kids all go down head, or like feet first. And I think the boy goes head first. Yeah. And Emily Blunt goes backwards. Mm -hmm. And there's a great video of her doing this because they all come out just completely covered in foam, obviously. But it is really, really good.
1: So one of this is the first time I noticed it. This Mary Poppins is more fun. She's very self aware of what she's doing, but mm-hmm. is enjoying it. You never really got that with Julie Andrews, that she was just prim and proper. Yeah. This Mary you know Poppins I mean? stops, smiles at the camera first before going back there. She's like, Alonzi. Yeah. yeah. She's taking pride in it. It's like, A, it could be a case of it's been so long since she's done this and she misses it. Mm-hmm. Or B, this is a different Mary Poppins.
0: No, I think it's that she's missed it. <laughs> Because, well, as as they say, so apparently, this movie is set four years before the outbreak of World War Two. Yes, because the original one was four years before World War One. Yes, so she's probably not been doing a whole lot <laughs> during World War Two, or she's been in World War Two, uh, World War One. Sorry, yeah, like she's been at war.
1: So this is what I was kind of thinking is when I was trying to watch it. I was trying to figure out what the timeline is. Because I couldn't remember if the first Mary Poppins was pre-World War One mm-hmm. or not. So I couldn't remember that. And we've obviously, we've mentioned the Great Slump, which is the Great Depression. So this is taking place in the 30s. Mm-hmm. If this is four years before, so this puts it about 1935.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that you were saying uh, Mary Poppins, the first one, was four years before World War One which would put it at...
0: The fact that you can remember all these dates... I'm going to get this one wrong, I think,
1: (laughs) potentially, but would put it at 1910. Sure. (laughs) So that means 25 years have passed. Mm -hmm. Approximately.
0: Yeah, because Michael was like six in the initial one. So
1: he's 31 here.
0: Mm -hmm. Which I think is about right.
1: Is about right. He will be sent to war in four years. Well, probably not, because he's the main caregiver for these children.
0: But they have a female, living female relative.
1: Interesting, yeah.
0: And a housekeeper. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, Cherry Lane is certainly being.
0: And also, they live in central London. Yeah, they're be being sent the blitz, somewhere else, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind
1: of scary when you think about what's going to happen to this child <laughs> right after. after this movie. Yeah. Well, he might have another child in between, and then secretly these are the Pevensies. Down to it. They changed their name mm. to the Pevenseys. Yeah. It... To get back on point, like, this is a really fun sequence. Mary has missed this, and it's quite nice to see her enjoying the magic. Mm -hmm. Not a slight on Julie Andrews. She's amazing as Mary Poppins, but this is a different Mary Poppins. I mean,
0: in fairness, the stakes in the first one are a lot higher.
1: Because they're saving Mr Banks.
0: Yeah, and, you know, he's kind of becoming an abusive dad. Yes. And he you can see that his son is starting to go down the route of wanting to be like his dad and that that's not a good thing yes so like we're dealing with abuse in that one rather than moving house see this is is awful it's still bad but like
1: she's just there to tide the children over whilst the adults do what they need to do
0: she's there to rig everything so that we'll be fine
1: yeah it's yeah like there (laughs) are no real stakes in this one like the last one
0: yeah yeah, I feel like you get the sense in this one that she knew how this was all going to play out.
1: Yeah. The other thing I like is the costumes in this sequence are amazing, and mm-hmm. I do think that Sea Mary looks very pin-up. Whereas in again, her bathing suit, yeah. Yeah, and and it's still very tasteful, but it's far more kind of pin-uppy than our original Mary Poppins who was a lady. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like and I feel like it is the evolution of the times.
0: Yeah, and it's more to do with like accurate Costume. yeah
1: but I just again it's a very different look for Mary Poppins and I, I like it you mm. know it feels very very appropriate it just there's a part of me that feels this whole story because it is such a different character this could have been a screenplay for a non-Mary Poppins themed film and they yeah. just added Mary Poppins intellectual property for it mm. Michael can't find anything he's looking for the the shares he can't find anything he does take it out on the children Mm -hmm. and you know it's clear he's lost something very important and he goes away and mary poppins does the cleaning and she tells the children cleaning is not a spectator sport yep she magics everything away and she tells georgie put this in the bin Mm -hmm. and he finds a drawing
0: yes of their family
1: and, I mean, I've already kind of figured out where this is going.
0: Yeah, so at this point he picks up the piece of paper that has the drawing on it and we semi-see the back of it not very well. We don't
1: see anything really, but... But
0: you can see that there's writing on the back of yeah. it. Yeah. And so you turn around to me and you said, oh, he's just found the shares. Yep. And I was like, yep. And then we see them in their bedroom yeah. and he's cutting the shares up. Yeah,
1: he's so this is it. It's kind of like, going... I, wonder, I wonder how many people, and I'd love to know if you know you've seen this and you got it at that point in time did you notice it at this point in time did you start to think about it because i knew these were the shares and it says a lot about michael that he is a so flustered by everything that he's not actually doing it. it's almost like he wants to lose it's like he's lost the motivation to do well because depression you know like that kind of self destructive thing. Well, also
0: I know paper was expensive after World War One. Yeah. But like why are you drawing on the back of shares?
1: Well, this is it. How old was he when he drew that well, image as well?
0: Presumably it was before right before the mum died. Because mm. they're all the ages that they are. Yeah. So it's just kinda like like
1: had he just looked at it properly, like that's it again.
0: Like I'm sure he thought it was scrap paper, but, but that frustrates it me. It also a lot. makes
1: you wonder, so does Mary know this? Yes. But why was she so willing to leave this to chance? Is she just she's like she's not? But she's deliberately magicked it so it lands that way, hoping that Georgie was going to notice this piece of art and keep it. Mm. It just there's so much of this that just falls to chance. It's very very interesting. Yeah. We go to the bank and we meet Miss Penny Farthing, who is a bond joke. You know, I thought it was interesting because you got money, Penny, and Penny Farthing.
0: I think that's a great name.
1: I think it's a great name. And we meet Colin Firth and he's the villain. And he's dressed as George Banks. Yeah. I, I, I thought, oh, he's the villain. And I said, oh no, he wants to help them. That's fine because he's, he's this thing. He's taken over from Uncle Dawes and he's, of course, we will find these shares and we will help you. We can't have the mm-hmm. Banks family being kicked out of the house after everything your father did for this bank.
0: Mm-hmm. And he
1: calls in for the record of the stock's. He can't find it anyway. He we will get to the bottom of this. And he wants all of George Banks' old files. And he promises you, I will stay here until the, the final stroke of Midnight Friday. Because we, we do want to help you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Michael and Jane leave. Yeah. And then Colin Firth's smile turns to a frown. He tears it out and throws it a bit. Oh my God, he is the villain.
0: Yeah, we find out he pretended not to be able to find their page in the ledger. And he just rips it out and throws it in the fire. Somebody else's shares are on the yeah. other side of that page.
1: That three-second sequence was like exhilarating. <laughs> like I was like, oh, he's the. Stakes. I was like, he's the villain. I'm like, oh, he's not the villain. Good. I love you, Colin. But oh my God, he's become Hugh Grant in Bridget Jones. Like <laughs> the transformation's complete.
0: Yeah. So he's Mr. Wilkins. Yes. And he's Mr. Dawes Junior's nephew. Which is a connection, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be a family business, isn't it? Yeah, very, for very sure. Loosely. Yeah, because um, in, in the original one, it's Mr. Dawes, which was Dick Van Dyke's yeah. old man character. And then his son, Mr. Yeah. Dawes Jr.
1: And Mr. Dawes Jr.'s <laughs> now given it to his nephew.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he said that Mr. Dawes is kind of losing it. He's he's not fit to run this company, so I've taken over. Mm-hmm. We uh, start shipping Jack and Jane. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And we also watch Georgie cutting the shares and I'm just like, you idiot boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the best way to keep it safe for this whole movie, apparently. But it doesn't keep it
1: safe. But yeah, it's I think if you've noticed that these are the shares, that is painful. I wonder how it is if you haven't noticed these are the shares yet.
0: Mm-hmm. so i had to point out to you that he's cutting it up because you don't really notice what
1: it is with the shares which is a Mm. shame like it should be more important and you know as soon as you you do i just put my head in my hands like oh you idiot boy and now the children are arguing over the the bowl that's been left to them the
0: royal dalton bowl yes which their mother has always said is priceless
1: and they think that's cool we'll sell they it and we'll save everything
0: yeah worth something but um, Annabelle thinks they should sell it john says it's mother's we can't touch it yep and then he agrees oh actually it's probably worth something and
1: then georgie is and like, then georgie no. sees
0: that they're holding it and is like no that's mother's it was her favorite put it down because he's the most irritating child in this movie
1: yeah i didn't think it was supposed to break having you t- tell me now that he was a nightmare on set i reckon he actually broke it bags and they're like and they wrote well, it in. write it in yeah, Oh Yeah. Bother.
0: so Mary Poppins and Jack are just having a conversation out on the balcony and they can hear the kids arguing and they're just like doing the adult thing where you just carry on and you're like, I'm just yeah. ignoring it. Yeah, because
1: he's telling Mary about how he would always like look up and smile at Jane and she'd smile back and he remembers that fondly.
0: Yeah, and then you hear the smash and they both freeze and Jack goes, well, that can't be good. But
1: see, another thing that's interesting is... I feel like Mary Poppins of the original film would never have let this happen. It's a very, it it feels like this Mary Poppins is fallible. She can make mistakes. Like she's lost a beat.
0: Yeah, but she needs the kids to start taking, like thinking about how they can fix things. Because obviously they've always relied on their parents, but they've started to try and help. Which is good.
1: But not in the helpful way. Yeah. It just, I think it is very, very jarring. Mm -hmm. Mary Poppins is practically perfect in every way and she can always preempt, And obviously she has a plan. She knows what she's doing. But sometimes you're watching and just think, especially Jack's reaction, they're like, oh, that didn't sound good.
0: Yeah, but Jack doesn't seem that fussed by it. He's like, oh, that didn't sound good. We're going to have some fun here. Yeah,
1: it just, it's kind of like, hmm she can make mistakes this version of mary poppins
0: Mm.
1: the bowl talks and tells on the children and we do get the royal dalton music Bowl.
0: yeah so uh mary poppins wants to know who broke the bowl they blame georgie obviously yeah which is fair um and then we discover that so on the side of the bowl there's a painting of a horse and carriage and the wheel has broken off yes
1: it's because by knocking it down the wheel's broken because it's a real world ball i love yeah. that. i thought that was really cute so
0: mary poppins is like well you you broke it kids you're gonna have to fix it jack do you know anything about fixing wheels and jack's like i can give it a go so we just go magically into the world yeah so this bowl. is us
1: going into what will become the super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious sequence because they are going mm. into the painting in this case the bowl i think the animation here looks so much better better than it did in the first mary poppins obviously obviously (laughs) but i think i'm very glad they didn't just try to completely replicate the first mary poppins do you know what i mean like they've let the animation evolve
0: oh the director had to fight so hard to get this style of animation i think
1: this looks nicer and i enjoyed it more the problem with i i really don't like that sequence in the first Mary Prop. A great sequence, but I don't like the animation. It kind of makes me feel ill when I watch it, just because like the layering of live yes. action onto the animation makes me feel
0: sick. Yeah, and that's because the way that they were doing it at the time. Obviously now it's all digitally yes. put on, even though it's hand-drawn animation, mm. which it was for the original one, at the time what they would do is they would basically they would film the movie. And then they would draw the penguins, for example, yes. onto clear cells and then layer it over the film and then refilm it, like, slide by slide to make the penguins move. Yeah. Which means that you're seeing slightly shifted, like, clear perspectives yeah. essentially, and it makes your eyes go a little bit funny, just because of the way that they filmed it. And yeah. they set, like, loads of people nowadays notice it but at the time nobody did because that's how all animation looks
1: so this is the thing i told you before the first time i watched mary poppins i remember having really awful fever dreams and feeling really ill yeah my dreams were in that animation style (laughs) which didn't help yeah so even watching that sequence as an adult it just makes me feel weird, which mm-hmm. is why I'm not looking forward to covering Bed, knobs and Broomsticks because I know I'm going to have to watch sequences like that. Yeah. Obviously, I think having watched Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins, I'm going to enjoy Bed, Nobs, and Broomsticks more when we inevitably cover it. But this sequence was so much nicer because of it.
0: Mm-hmm. This we... is also where we get the best costumes in this movie, this yeah. whole extended animation sequence. Because they've, so... drawn. they've yeah. drawn
1: the ruffles.
0: Mm-hmm. So, there are 448 original costumes made for this movie, but these the costumes for this scene and the costume for Topsy took the most time to make because they are hand painted and printed onto the fabric. Wow. To make it look like they have ruffles and like bows and buttons and things where there aren't any. And it's probably like they're probably like zippered into these costumes, but it all looks like. It's Victorian style, like buttoned in. Yeah. And then the costumes that they wear for the music hall scene as well, same thing are yeah. just amazing.
1: I want to take a second here as well, just to like, wow, great cameos here, because we get Chris O'Dog. Yep. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. I um I wonder if his, like Cart would have worked. He just try turning it off and on again. Boo. And we get Mark Addy. I like Mark Addy. Mm-hmm.
0: Same. Hercules.
1: Uh, yeah, and he's he's really good in Game of Thrones and Trollied. However, I really wish the cameo is Richard Ayowadi.
0: That would be funny. Like,
1: but... just a little IT crowd reference. You're mm. just having a, hello, like, <laughs> as the horse. Yeah. Would have been great. But I like this. Nice two cameo roles. I don't like that all the animals here are stereotypes. I wasn't a fan of that. I don't like that we have the Indian elephants, uh, Seamus the Irish dog, and there's a Scottish lion about, like, could we not have been more progressive with the stereotypes and the representation with the animals? Yeah. Like, it was just a very minor thing that just bugged me a little bit. Okay. Like, you know, why did it have to be the elephants who were Indians? Why could it not have been foxes?
0: Or... Indian elephants are a type of elephant. That's the breed. There's African elephants and Indian elephants. Is there really? Yeah, okay. Indian elephants have smaller ears.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs>
0: that's why they're Indian I thought elephants. it was just literally like, literally just Indian take elephants. an animal
1: that was no. from Asia and do that. And I thought that was kind of weird. But okay, that's kind of more
0: sense. Yeah, than. there's only two types of elephants in the world. Okay. Oh, cool. did
1: not know that. <laughs> I recognise the wolf's voice. And yeah. it took me a while to <laughs> figure out who you it guess? was. guess?
0: I can't remember.
1: I can't remember who it was either. So we
0: meet, as we get to the actual music hall we see that there is a wolf, a weasel and a badger who are taking tickets and everyone's paying with the money that Michael drew at the beginning of the movie but as they're taking the tickets the wolf recognises the bank's children and says hello to them and you were like well, getting really frustrated that you couldn't I, figure out who was. But this is the
1: thing. So I've just told you, that's Chris O'Dowd. And you're like, no, that's not. And then you look at me. Like, I didn't realise oh, wow. it was him. So there's someone here and I'm like, I recognise his voice and I can't for the life of me. And I made a bad guess. I wish I'd written down who that guess was because I didn't. And then you're like, no, it's Colin Firth. I'm like, it's not Colin Firth. He's got another one. You're like, that's the point, Danny. I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, it is Colin Firth.
0: No, I didn't tell you. You, you did.
1: No, You told me it was Colin Firth. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, once
0: you knew it was him, you were like, oh, yeah, I can hear it. It's him. I couldn't figure out
1: who it was. I thought it was someone else. It sounded so like somebody else.
0: The badger is Gooding. And the weasel is Fry. Yeah. And the weasel's really cute. Yeah. (laughs) I love
1: it. Um, We get another weird song. And this is probably like my, because this is officially on the soundtrack, you told me. Like, you're like, this is the next song.
0: Yeah, so we get a really weird thing here. So we have the song Royal Dalton Music Bowl, yeah, and then it turns into a Music Hall as they travel to the Music Hall, which I just
1: counted as one whole song sequence. Oh together. my god, this
0: song is so nice, yeah. But it then plays in, goes into the flamingo singing their little end part of Royal Dalton Music Hall, and then we get Jack introducing Mary Poppins, which is what the song's called on the yeah. soundtrack, and it's literally Jack says, "Cubs and bears, doves and." Like crows, welcome to our show of shows, and it's literally that. And he's then he's like introducing the one and only Mary Poppins. So that's it. That's that's, that's my skip
1: song for Bugs the day. <laughs> we're going to dismiss that as a song because like it's not a song. That's but not a song. I, I don't like it when soundtracks do that as a completely separate. like I don't need to hear
0: talking on the. Soundtrack. But especially
1: like if you were to put the album on shuffle for whatever reason, you're going to get just that, and mm-hmm. it then doesn't go, and it will possibly affect how we start a cover is not the book because maybe that soundtrack that song will be missing the introduction just put it either put it together or just cut introducing i'm mary glad poppins. they're not
0: put together yeah but i be just very would jargon. rather not have that on the soundtrack because yeah. it is just him talking but this then we go into cover is not the book and <laughs> we get the same as always mary poppins being ever so humble mm. and saying, no no, I couldn't possibly sing. I couldn't possibly get up in every front in front of everyone. Mm. Be flat. Because <laughs> of course she's going to. Yeah. She's a show-off.
1: Yeah, so this is super califragilistic, I knew this song. Mm-hmm. This was the one I thought was Hamilton esque because
0: he has a little sped up section. Yeah. It isn't a rap, but like no, but it's, it's, it's the closest thing we're getting to it. And... and I
1: did wonder, like, has this been adapted or written? when they knew they'd cast it in Manuel Miranda, like, I would like to know how this mm-hmm. song looked when they were just creating Jack. And did it change as a result of his casting? Because it does feel like it is capitalising on Hamilton. Yeah, a little bit. It's another sequence where it feels like Mary is having more fun again. Mm. Like, seeing her with this cane doing this sort of number... Yeah. It's far different to anything Julie Andrews' version of Mary Poppins would have ever done.
0: Yeah, I feel like she had fun during Coverage. She definitely has
1: fun, but in a more reserved manner. Yeah. I also think it's weird to see Mary Poppins with a bob.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but it's supposed to look like a vaudeville act. Yes, so... but i'm okay with that
1: yeah but even you know the mary poppins that we always saw had her hair up in a bun Mm. you know i I don't mind it i i just it's very different it's not considering how disney always is with their character consistency they really have allowed the character to evolve yeah in a very organic way you know, obviously time has passed. I think Mary is a, a woman of the time now. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is so handsome in this scene. <laughs> it's just, I really... I love
0: his dancing too. Yeah.
1: I like the bit where they talk about the wealthy widow, plus two feathers and a leaf.
0: Yeah.
1: And the Dirty Rascal sequence is so much fun as well. Obviously he, he performs that just fantastically. And yeah, this is a really fun number the choreography is great the blend with the animation and the use of the penguins it's is
0: so nice
1: yeah uh absolutely fantastic and I'll i think... have to show you
0: the video of how they filmed the live action yeah. for this specifically the stairs at the end yeah because they have a bunch of actors in those green like morph suits oh really being all the animals cool so that they knew where to put them for the animation but <laughs> it's just so funny
1: i i I think that this is one of the most important sequences in the film because, you know, the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious sequence is iconic. Mm -hmm. And this is the follow up that people want. Yeah. This is the bit that people were most, I would say, curious to to see and interested to see. And it had to deliver. And I think it does deliver. Georgie goes off on his own. Mm -hmm. No good can come of this. No. And we see that they've stolen the nursery Mm
0: -hmm. from,
1: you know, the outside world and taken it into the bowl. And Georgie think that that's wrong. And they've now taken Georgie.
0: Yeah.
1: It felt very wind in the willows here, you know, with the car and, you know, the wildwooders like stealing. Mm -hmm. But Seamus and Clyde come to the rescue. Now, again, this is another thing that just felt weird is because... I don't feel like Mary Poppins of the original film would ever allow the children to be in danger. And this does feel very scary because we never saw the Banks children yes, in any danger, did, did
0: we? I, I was prepared to argue with
1: you about that. No, that's fine. I don't remember seeing them in danger. Yeah, so.
0: no. And I was genuinely scared as a child of the scene where Michael and Jane run through london and they keep bumping into people there's an old lady who offers to take them home but she's so scary yeah and then they run around the corner they run into Bert, and they're screaming because this man that they don't know has just grabbed them they don't realize it's Uh, yes
1: i do know. oh my god it scared me
0: so much as a child yeah i
1: yeah okay
0: and i find that scarier than this because that could actually happen to you no, as I know. a child. I... Somebody grabbing you out of nowhere yeah. when you're lost, you're already upset. Yeah. Like that can genuinely happen Which to Which is children. scarier,
1: but this just felt like there was an actual like mortal danger. I don't know. It just it just felt like Mary's definitely not herself.
0: So I I don't know whether it's because I'm an adult now, unfortunately, or whether it's because This sort of thing never bothered me as a child. Yeah. But I have enough faith in Mary Poppins to know that as if she's going to let them get hurt. But also, the scene for me goes on for way too long. I don't like car chases in movies. I'm not interested in it here. (laughs) And also, I don't like these kids enough to care about this. I am here for Mary Poppins' story to find out what happens to Jane and Michael and whether or not we get to keep the house. I don't care about I tell you kids. what,
1: I I actually think you're you're right. There's you know everything's going to work out.
0: Yeah, because she's not going to let anything bad happen to them even though she's busy getting her applause yes. back at the theater. But, but like
1: she's also made it very clear she's not here for these children. She's here for Michael and Jane. Mm. And even though we're spending time with the twins and Georgie. Yeah. It doesn't feel like Mary is actually that invested. She's not that invested And you're right, like, there's no... It being a kid's film, we know everything's going to work itself out. So the suspension of disbelief is bad. But, yeah, the level of investment in the children isn't the same.
0: I'd be interested to hear from a kid about what they thought about this scene specifically. And I don't know any children. So, like...
1: Yeah. I really liked that Colin Firth had Cruella de Villa i thought that was a nice kind of disney oh
0: playback. i love that that yeah. was so great because that was scary mm. in uh, 101 dalmatians when the animation when she did that and it was it's scary here yeah. it's that old disney animation that can actually make you scared and uncomfortable yeah but not for these kids mm. if he was going against another animated character i think it would be more scary yeah
1: you know they all fall off the bowl they fall over
0: the edge of the bowl yeah
1: they wake up and mary's like it's just a very interesting nightmare.
0: Yeah, she says that Georgie was having a nightmare, and that he lost. What was his giraffe called? Whatever his giraffe is called,
1: I don't remember. It has a name. Yeah.
0: And he thought he was. He thought he'd lost it, and it's just in bed next to him the whole time.
1: But all the Banks children realize they had the same nightmare.
0: Yep, they noticed that on the bowl, the painting now has Mary Poppins scarf yeah. wrapped around the wheel.
1: But they're resolving that they are going to get the bowl fixed. There's mm-hmm. a chip in it. They're going to get it sorted so that they can sell it. Yeah. We go to the place where the lost things go, which is... I feel like this kind of serves the Feed the Birds it's sequence. Feed
0: the Birds and Stay Away.
1: Yeah. Because we don't really get a proper Feed the Birds part to this. No. But it feels very much like this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to move forward. And it's placed in the same kind of way, you know, mm. nighttime and... I recognise this song from the trailer. You know, you know this was the song they're using.
0: Yeah. yeah. So this is the song that was performed for this film at the Academy Awards. Yeah. And they asked Julie Andrews to perform it, but she turned it down. She said she didn't want to.
1: Why would you ask her to perform it? She's got nothing to do with it. Like that's... It was just sort of
0: a Disney celebration thing. Yeah. In that they didn't want to have Emily Blunt perform it because she was in the audience. It was supposed to be like having a guest star come and sing but i think that would have been a little bit out of place so bet midler did it instead
1: <laughs> fair but that kind of feels like hey emily blunt tried to be mary poppins but we preferred the original so she's going to sing this song better like
0: yeah it was just supposed to be like a tribute yeah but thing. it doesn't work
1: does it unless you had like a mega mix of emily blunt coming and doing this and then cutting into feed the birds and you put them together
0: or you have emily blunt start singing it and then Julie Andrews comes in and joins her like that would be cute yeah. but Bette Midler did it instead which is fine great. I think
1: as it's a compromise it's better to do it that way mm-hmm. it just it feels very weird to me that
0: yeah super weird isn't like, it like because
1: I thought this was good and I think Emily Blunt's done a great job but I just feel like that's a little
0: yeah. disrespectful to be like well it's like so after Frozen 2 came out we had Adina Menzel and a bunch of other singers yes. perform Into the Unknown Was it Into the Unknown or Show Yourself?
1: I think it was Into the Unknown that got the Oscar nomination.
0: Yeah, so they performed that at the Academy Awards. The year before that, or however many years before that, uh, Moana performed How Far I'll Go. She got hit on the head by the wave. like that. So they do it every time they bring out a big movie.
1: Oh yeah, because they had the Muppets do Man or a Muppet.
0: Yeah, and so then for this one it was so the last thing i
1: remember as well because they had the cast of lame is doing one day more like yeah. the, the movie version which i i like yeah. but you know
0: but the compromise was bet midler apparently so cool. why so, not i love her
1: yeah we get a really cool meet cute for jack and jane as they're leaving the house the next morning to go and fix the bowl mm-hmm. he's there with his bike and they're talking and they bump into each other, literally, and it's just really nice.
0: It's very cute.
1: And she remembers him. His smile hasn't changed a bit.
0: Yes, and we have a really great line from Mary Poppins, who's up in the children's mm-hmm. window. Who, she's basically like, have you met Ted? Yeah. Like She's like, oh, hey, you two know each other. She's doing this. Talk. Yeah. Go.
1: It's nice. It's they're really cute. planning that they're just all going to go on Jack's bicycle.
0: Yes, and Lynn manuel Miranda has said that this was really difficult to do. Yeah. Because even though it had little extra legs on it for stabilising, but it, he was genuinely terrified he was going to hurt a child. Oh, yeah, but that's because he's such a good person. He's so person. Nice. Like, oh, I loved it in Manuel Miranda.
1: One of the children, I, I can't remember which one it was, but they ask how much Mary weighs. It's,
0: it's the little boy. Is it Georgie? No, what it's it's John. John. He says, how much do you weigh, Mary Poppins? And she's like, really?
1: How rude. And, yeah, she's perfectly balanced, as all things should be.
0: Mm-hmm. She weighs apparently exactly the same as two small children. So that's good.
1: Good to know. So we're going to her cousin.
0: Yeah, Topsy, Topsy. who's a character from the books.
1: Now, this is the laughing man sequence.
0: Yeah, I love to laugh. Uncle Albert, yeah. Yeah,
1: so this is just that sequence. Hmm. And Meryl Streep is...
0: Cousin Topsy. Cousin Topsy, that's an interesting accent you've got there. Where are you from? And she goes to answer and then Emily Blunt's like, we don't know. She just did an accent for this.
1: She's obviously using her umbrella, Mm. which I like the way it's been. So this is the first real time that we get some use of the umbrella. And I've noticed it's had a redesign. It's the same thing, but it's had a redesign. Yeah. And it also opens doors.
0: Oh yeah. So this is a, this is a book reference. Okay. So. Nobody would know this but like it's a book reference but
1: it opens the doors. Now mm. I'm I finally decided to figure out why this Mary Poppins is so different. She is still the same Mary Poppins.
0: Are you about to do a Doctor Who thing? Oh
1: yes. She has regenerated. Mm. She's redesigned her sonic screwdriver because mm. that's what her umbrella is. It's just a sonic screwdriver. It's not
0: she's a witch, that's her one. Well,
1: we also established she has time lord magic because her bag is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Which is also a witch thing. Okay. Mary Poppins is a Time Lord. She has regenerated. She's got a new personality. She's still the same person. She is a Time Lord. That mm. is my new canon. And I know people have that canon already, but I feel like that's how this works.
0: Yeah. So- she is
1: so different. And I think that's because she is a brand new Mary. And that's just my way of doing it. Because <laughs> when everything else is kept the same, it's very weird that her umbrella isn't the same. You're telling me how much they've gone to the level of trying to recreate the snow globe to make the props look the same.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: why is her umbrella different? So that Emily
0: Blunt has her own
1: one. Exactly, because she's a brand new time lord, Mary. Sure.
0: I don't I don't care for that theory. And I didn't care for it when it was made about the original film. but
1: I know, but...
0: I don't think we need to merge Disney and Doctor Who.
1: I don't think. At we... some
0: point, they'll buy it, I'm sure. But, you know, <laughs> why not?
1: Yeah, Disney owns everything.
0: <laughs> so when when she does that with her umbrella yes. and she opens the door with it, the umbrella is really sarcastic and says, oh, why don't you use me as a can opener? In the books... She does. She uses the beak of the bird to open things all the time. Cool. So it's just a, a nice little reference.
1: This whole sequence, turning turtle, topsy-turvy, everything is oopsy-daisy.
0: This is amazing. They sent all of the set dresses out mm. into London to find items for her shop. Yeah. They were all bought from, like,
1: that's cool. Um, Knickknack places. Yeah,
0: and antique places. And then they bolted all of them to the ceiling of the room. Nice. So the room is actually upside down. Yeah,
1: I think this as a sequence and as a set piece is phenomenal, but it just feels so filler like
0: yeah but so did uncle albert yeah
1: no i know and it's a very long movie at like two hours and nine two hours and 19 minutes like it's a very long family movie mm-hmm. and i i felt it at the same time with the first mary poppins like uncle albert it obviously serves a point to the plot so it can't be filler because it it does help move the plot forward no it's
0: the same as the original one he was in the book yeah and they decided to keep it in because PL Travis said they had to. Yeah. And it's the same with this one. It's a book reference. It fills that same space yes. in the movie. So we're keeping it in, even though
1: it's the weakest part of this They film.
0: could have had Jack look at it in the yeah. same way that, like, Burt could mm. do everything. Yeah. He had all the jobs. If Jack had been, if Jack had looked at it and been like, oh, I'm really sorry, kids, but this isn't real. Yeah. Um, But I'm sure your mum, I'm sure it was priceless to her. Yeah, all you've got to
1: say is sometimes priceless things have no monetary value because it's the memories that they inspire. You know, just something like that. Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep's fantastic in this bit, you know, and the dance Mm. is great, and the scenery is great, but it just, like Uncle Albert, for me, goes a little long.
0: Yeah, this is Emily Blunt and Meryl Streep's third film together.
1: Into the Woods mm-hmm. what's the third? Devil
0: Wears Prada
1: oh of course it is yes yeah. I love Devil Wears Prada how could I forget that one because Emily Blunt reprises that role in The Muppets like as a complete throwback yeah, and to and they it. did
0: uh, her and Anne Hathaway did a whole series of jokes about mm. it at one of the Academy Awards
1: Devil Wears Prada would make a great stage show or musical yeah like there's a lot of potential for that to be the yeah case. they're already
0: on that are they really? Somebody's
1: working on cool. that.
0: Really. I mean, I I've think... seen things about it. I'm not interested. We need to... somebody write me a new musical. Oh please. yeah. I mean,
1: I've I've said it before. Like I do, just want more original stuff. But mm. if we're going to take things from sources like Devil Wears Prada, I think has that potential. But yeah, give me more original ones, please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I like this song. Yeah. I find it entertaining. I'm not a huge fan of Meryl Street.
1: I don't understand the accent either. It's weird to it's criticize Meryl Streep, isn't it? But yeah,
0: and I, I know she like lo- she loves to do an accent, but yeah. like I'm not at this point in this film. This is the point at which I always need the loo. Yeah, and I think this song is perfectly placed because I'm okay with missing this.
1: Yeah, but you told me like don't worry about pausing. I'm like mm-hmm. I paused it. I'm not watching it without. Yeah, you. <laughs> literally at this
0: point in us watching this film, I was like, I need the loo. I want a cup of tea. Don't pause it. I'll be back by the time this song's finished. It'll be fine. You paused it and I had to watch it. Well, if
1: I have questions whilst we're watching, I need you there. No, I know. And you need to see how I react to it. I think that's important. You can tell if I'm dipping or, like, soaring
0: free. But I think it's really funny that every week when we watch a musical, (laughs) you can tell what my Skip It song is just by when I decide I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I... I I didn't care for this sequence. Mm. It's not bad, but it's just like, it's a very long film and my attention starts to drift.
0: Yeah, but Meryl Streep tells the children that while their mother's bowl, like China bowl, is beautiful and was probably priceless to their mum, it's not got any monetary value and... That she can fix it for yeah, me. and that, that's what's important is that they'll yeah. have that memory. So first.
1: they learn the lesson the same way they do with the Laughing Man. Mm-hmm. But we move forward. We get a nice scene with Jack flirting with Jane. He so and cute. he's very very gentlemanly, like very chivalrous as well. So he gives her a ride,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're going to go to the bank. And
0: oh yeah, the
1: children have the great idea that they could convince Mister Fry.
0: So we've skipped over two things that I forgot to mention. The first one is the original Jane Banks shows up before they get on the bicycle. She asks them for directions to number 17. Oh no, they live at 17. Yes, I think it's 19 or something. She basically asks for two doors down Yeah, and they give her directions and she says many thanks sincerely, which is from the original film. Adorable. What a great cameo. The second one is that Mary Poppins steals Michael's briefcase. Yes. So as he's getting ready, he realises that he's late for work. And as he goes to run out the door, Mary Poppins takes his briefcase, hands it to Ellen, and then she grabs his coat and hat, helps him put it on, and is like, you're ready, off you go. So that this she can happen. take the children to the bank, yes. And we can hit the same beats as the original movie. Yeah. And so they decide, after going to Topsy's, that they need to take Father's briefcase back. So they decide to walk to the bank so that Jane and Jack ride on the bicycle together yes. to go to the pick thing. Mary
1: is a phenomenal puppeteer isn't she's she she's a great matchmaker yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> she's so in charge of all of this but yeah so they go to the bank and as you say the children think Mr Fry was the nice lawyer we
1: can convince him to give us more time
0: yeah and they see him go upstairs so they follow. So they follow him. While Mary Poppins is treated very rudely.
1: Yes, but again, she's tiding the time. She knows yeah. that this is what she wants. And she deliberately, she's watching, him, but deliberately looks away so she can... Yeah, like... she's
0: looking at them in the reflection yeah. of the, like, brass yeah. side plate. I don't actually know what that is. Yeah. And she watches them and she's pretending not to see them. And it's great.
1: They They bust into the office and Colin Firth says, no, no, no.
0: Yeah, Georgie says... He's trying to steal our house. You can't have our house. He's just been stood talking about his nefarious plans. Oh yeah,
1: and he's like, Which You're, I guess, the you know, "You're the wolf." You're the
0: wolf because
1: he's yeah. you, got that from the dream. Yep. And they, they run away running
0: downstairs.
1: Which Mister Fry gets out. Miss Penny Farthing shuts the door after Mister Fry gets out to give him a head start. Yeah, and
0: Gooding like bumps into the door. Yeah.
1: And they go down. And Fry
0: was never going to catch them. No, he
1: wasn't. But he was at least trying to help them, try and support them. Like yeah. he, you know, she let the good one out. And they bump into their dad, and they're all explaining everything. Mm-hmm. And then I will
0: say the set—they've rebuilt yeah. the interior of the bank. It looks incredible. It does look amazing. It's so nice.
1: Colin Firth is a great villain because he comes across all That's smarmy, a but also like very like, oh no, we are trying to help the children. I don't know where they got the idea from.
0: I wanted you, to give them some sweeties. You I do. Like
1: you do believe him, like
0: oh, you would believe him, yeah. yeah.
1: And it, you know. Is very good, especially because we know the truth. Like we are positioned from the children's perspective. Mm. And Michael does shout and he sends them home. He says, Go home, we'll talk about it. It's like one time we see him
0: as his dad. Yeah, he says one of my favorite lines from Peter Pan, which is, I can never show my face in the bank again, <laughs> which is just like a common theme in yeah. these films. But yeah, and so he sends the children home. He says, Take them straight home,
1: which he doesn't do.
0: I mean, she doesn't do anything. The kids storm off yeah. and Mary Poppins is following them to make sure they don't get hurt or anything. Because
1: she's learned from the first film at this point. Yeah, don't let them run <laughs> off.
0: I know in the first film it's her day off. Yeah. So they have to go to the bank with him. But so she's still here. She is just following them and they walk into this weird little square with a, a little obelisk in the middle and they turn around and they're like, well, which way is it? And she's like, what are you talking about? I was following you.
1: Yeah.
0: And they're like, Well, we were just walking. And she's like, well, you should never just go wandering around in a fog. And then we get...
1: Trippy little light fantastic.
0: And Jack is, after I've just made a Peter Pan reference, Jack basically just like Peter Pans into the situation. He sat on top lighting a lamp. And then he sort of walks along the wall above them. And it's just such a nice little... He steps off the post box, which
1: is nice. I mean, this is our Chim Chim Charoo.
0: Slash step in time
1: in times yeah Mm -hmm. that whole sequence for me in the first film is too long and i do think this sequence goes on a little too long as well i love
0: step in time and i like this one as well yeah
1: it's like again it just it feels very long at times Mm. and
0: i think once
1: you've got if you were to remove laughing man from the first film and i don't think chim Chimney step in time would be as bad for me but because you've got two very long sequences one after the other Mm -hmm. and i think it's the same here if you get rid of uh, Topsy Turvy. Yeah, this sequence is is more palatable, but you've you had two very long sequences that just are kind of self indulgent in a in a row.
0: Yeah, I get that. But so one of my favorite things after this movie came out, like the summer after this came yeah. out, I couldn't drive yet, and my friend would drive me everywhere, and we would just play this song at mm. like top volume and yeah. sing it. it it's it's a it's a
1: good song, mm-hmm. and I think it's. Better, a better song than Chim Chimney Chim Chimney. Yeah, I really like as well the choreography, and I like the bit where they come in and all the lamplighters and the illumination of them, and they they come up.
0: Yeah, we find out that lamplighters are called leeries, which is a Scottish term.
1: Yeah, they for invented Cockney rhyming slang.
0: Even though none of the Cockney rhyming slang in this song is real Cockney no, it rhyming isn't. slang.
1: I also think Mary's red suit here is the most authentic, like, Mary Poppins we've yes, had so nice. far. It's beautiful. Mm. And you were telling me that there's a reason why she's finally allowed to wear red.
0: Yeah, so if you've seen um, Saving Mr. Banks, you'll probably know this. But in the original, in the making of Mary Poppins, P.L. Travers, as a sort of jab to Walt Disney, was like, well, I don't want any red in this movie. And it's in Saving Mr. Banks, but apparently this yeah. is a genuine thing that she said to him. Because obviously everything in Disney is red. And once you think about that, you can see it everywhere. So in Mary Poppins, the original one, she wears a red bow tie as part of her costume, which what Disney managed to sort of sneak in there. Yeah. But the only time she really wears a lot of red is in scenes that P.L. Travers had no control yeah. over. Like the musical numbers where she wears her, wears her red coat and like the animated numbers where she yeah. wears her red and white dress. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, anything that P.L. Travers had anything to do with, she's not wearing anything red.
1: Yeah. This is a good old sequence. And, you know, obviously it is a lot later now. Yes. You know, they I always gone...
0: needed to see Mary Poppins on a BMX.
1: Yeah. They <laughs> have, oh, yeah, they have the weird like, you know, Matt Hoffman BMX yeah. Sequence. We do
0: some pole dancing, then we do some parkour and yeah. some BMXing, and it's great. It,
1: yeah. But after this whole sequence, all the, the lamp lighters escort the Banks children home mm-hmm. and Mr. Banks was worried sick.
0: The making of this scene. So yeah. they all dance down Cherry Tree Lane with lit torches yeah. for lighting the lamps and Everyone in this scene has an actual lit torch except for the children. I was going to
1: say, I watched the children with theirs. I was like, oh, that looks dangerous. Yeah, no, theirs
0: are animated. But everyone else is a real, including Lynn Miranda's. Like, he had a real lit torch to dance with. That's so awesome. Yeah. Imagine doing that, though. I'd be so scared I would accidentally set a child on fire.
1: (laughs) You probably have had a lot of practice with it. Yeah. Stuff and nonsense.
0: Nonsense and stuff
1: you filled their brains with stuff and nonsense. And I just thought, well, you believed this once, and he has actually become his dad at this Mm -hmm. point. But it's very brief. It's almost like having done that, he realises, he snaps out of it, and he opens up to his children. And it's a really good thing of, like, the the least toxic thing. Mm. It has been kind of, like, kind of toxic masculinity with the whole, like...
0: Not sharing his emotions. Not sharing his emotions. At this point, he just says
1: to his children, he goes... I've not been good enough, and I'm struggling, and I miss your mother. Mm -hmm. And And it's lovely.
0: Yeah, we get the reprise of where the lost things go, which I think is really cute.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, we learn that she lives in them, because their eyes, their smile, she isn't gone. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, they inspire faith in him. Yep. And...
0: We, we that we were just moving out. Yeah, we've
1: cut forward, and it's very much all, all the lamplighters are there. Jack and the gang have tried to help find the shares, but to no avail. Mm-hmm. That's it. The house is empty. They've given up.
0: Yep. So they pack up everything into a moving van, yep. and the neighbours come to say goodbye to them. They the do. woman with the dog comes say goodbye the to them. The Admiral
1: comes down and says goodbye. Mm-hmm. And Ellen says that she's going to go live with her sister, yep. who, you know, in my head canon is Christine Baransky. Sure. she's the only one from Mamma Mia that hasn't shown up yet so <laughs> For
0: sure.
1: it's Christine Baranski mm-hmm.
0: which, yeah she's going to go yeah. stay with her sister and then the kids have packed their own stuff they come downstairs and we see that Georgie has brought his kite with him well
1: what's happened is as about to leave Georgie goes oh no I've forgotten the kite and I go well you've got Go grab it very quickly. He goes up and he grabs it. And he, they're like, oh, you fixed my, it. Yeah. You Michael's patched it. Like, that was my
0: it. kite. And he holds it up to look at the patching. You used my old art. Yeah, you cut my drawing up. I mean, it was in the bin. But, yeah, you but... know. And then he he's... holds it up and you see that on the back of it, it says Certificate of Shares. And he's like, oh my God.
1: How long have we got? Well, it's seven minutes to midnight. Yeah. Damn.
0: <laughs> but we can't get there in time. And Mary Poppins says...
1: We can turn back We can
0: probably do something about that. Because she's a time lord. Kids are like, yeah, she can turn back time. And the parents are like, what? Okay. Yeah. So they send Jane and Michael off in the van with the kite to go to the bank. Yep. And and,
1: we're now watching E.T. or Stranger Things. Yeah.
0: So all the Learys on their bikes are riding for uh, Big Ben. Yes.
1: This whole sequence is beautifully lit. Mm Mm-hmm. And we also cut to the bank where they are waiting for the last stroke of midnight. Credit to Colin Firth. He is a man of his word. I like it when villains have like integrity and honour, mm-hmm. even though it changes. He's true to his word. Yep. I like it when a villain is, I'll give you that. They're still a bad person. They're still the villain. But at least they give you plenty of time to to do it and, and stick to their word.
0: Uh, but he doesn't actually want to.
1: I know he doesn't,
0: because Mister Fry says that. Oh no, so you did promise that you would wait until the yeah. last stroke of midnight, and Colin first like I oh, know.
1: But this is one of those weird things. Is, is because it's at this point he's winning. He knows he's won, so it's that honor. And obviously, this is going to change later on. And I like that because you like at this point he's got honor. No, he hasn't.
0: Yeah, and he's only waiting so that he can say that he did. Yes, it's not because he actually wants them to do it.
1: No, this is exactly, it, and it'll it will it, change. It's you only sing when you're winning you know Mm -hmm. we learn why it was so important that the admiral's time was established because they're going to turn big ben and put it on the right time
0: yeah
1: i don't like heights so (laughs) this sequence is terrifying to me like even when you have a scene when you're looking down it makes my legs feel wobbly i just thought it's appropriate that we get lin-manuel miranda in the heights
0: yep for sure Know two fun facts about this yep. scene. Fun fact number one: the for those of you who are not English or of the UK, you might not know that the clock is not called Big Ben, it's Big Ben is the name of the bell, yeah. that is inside the this Queen, is the
1: Elizabeth Tower, Queen
0: Elizabeth Tower, and also Queen Elizabeth Tower has been powered by electricity since 1906. There is no reason why it should be gaslit. <laughs> so Jack should not be able to turn the lights off. Yeah, but this is Or if he can, there should be a big switch on the wall.
1: This isn't our London. No, I know that. So I feel like... like you can get away with that because this isn't the London of the real world.
0: No, I know. I just think it's funny. Oh, it is really funny. That like, you know, I know they're they're Leery's and everything's gaslit, so it being yeah. a gaslit tower makes sense for them to know how to work it. Yes. But at the same time. Like electricity exists. Exactly, yeah. And there's no reason why you wouldn't power that by electricity because realistically if something goes wrong you're just going to blow up Big Ben because it's gas. Yeah,
1: it's true. <laughs> you that's true. That's
0: true. But that's why it was changed to electricity in 1906 is because yeah. that was really dangerous. So just just my fun fact. And then Mary Poppins does something really irritating.
1: Right. It's others
0: from Lord of the Rings
1: syndrome here. Yeah. Um... You've got this really tense sequence. They're trying to get up there in time and it's not quite working. And they're like, oh no, we're going to run out of time. And, and they've done so much and it's really tense. And then Mary's like, well...
0: Yeah, Jack gets up there. He turns the gas off. The lights go off on Big Ben.
1: Yeah.
0: Which Colin Firth notices. Yeah. Big Ben's gone dark because he thinks it should be midnight. So the point at which the lights go off, that is midnight by the five minutes off Big yes. Ben time. So... Jack sticks his head out of the little hole in the clock face and is like, uh,
1: how are we gonna do We didn't this?
0: think about this part. Yeah. I was just getting up here. Yeah. And so Mary Poppins flies up.
1: Yeah. So and just changes
0: the time by five minutes. Just
1: like the Eagles in Lord of the Rings. So she could have just done this the whole time. Mm-hmm. She could have just flown Jack up there to do the gas slip thing mm-hmm. and everything's fine.
0: Yeah. Personally, yeah. I think Mary Poppins is just really lazy with her magic oh yeah she literally was like I could have done it but probably I just has a barometer as well like the importance level yeah. you know bath time really high importance well I just
1: more meant like a quota of how much she can use per day
0: oh, without sure. having
1: an adverse effect mm-hmm. and she's had a very magical day so yeah. well we actually haven't seen this day so who knows I you know there's no time of midnight but Colin Firth is looking at his what she's like well that's midnight but well, I make it
0: midnight, my clock's never slow.
1: He could have just been like, my watch is right, so screw you. Yeah. But, you know, he can't. And...
0: But also, he looks out the window and he sees that Jane and Michael have arrived.
1: He's like, go barricade and, yeah, to the doors. He
0: sends Gooding and Fry down to hold the doors closed and lock them. Yep. And they're like banging on the doors and Fry does Help! not look happy. Help! He's so upset. He is. He doesn't like but it. But he just
1: goes, Jane, let's fly a kite. Yep. And they're just hoping that he'll see the shares in the kite and you just got this great shot of Colin Firth just looking, just glaring at the camera as his kite is in the background. He's yep. like, I can't see you. I can't hear you. I'm not here. La, and then la, 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 la. it flies
0: in through the window and lands on his desk. Yeah. Fry decides to be a good person.
1: Okay. But this is, this is a big kind of plot hole because there is, there is a length of time in between everyone getting into his office with the kite. Why does Colin Firth not just hide the he kite? He doesn't know
0: it's theirs. He doesn't He's... see he doesn't see them with the kite. Yeah. He doesn't see it behind him out of the window. We established that. So when the kite flies through his window, he probably just assumes a kite has flown yeah. through his window. He doesn't he isn't inspecting it.
1: I mean, he could have just why has it not been thrown out of his window? Is the kite giving that much of a fight because it's Mary's magic?
0: Yeah. So they burst into his office. And they're like, it's
1: the shares. Yeah.
0: Mary Poppins and the children arrive with Jack.
1: But we're told it will still be valid so long as all the bits are there. So naturally, a bit will be missing. And sure enough, a bit is missing. Sure
0: Sure enough, the most important bit of it, yes, the is part the with the signatures from Mr. Dawes, Mr. Dawes Jr. Yeah. and Mr. Banks.
1: Yeah. But he's a good dad. And he's like, Do you know what? We don't need our house. Come on, kids. We'll be fine. You know. We like, get
0: my favourite trope in a movie about parenthood, which is that... Colin Firth says, "Like, I'll oh, basically tell your children to shut up." He's like, what? "No," and he's like, "Those are my children. Don't you dare talk to them like that." Love it's it. the Molly Weasley bit, isn't it? It's just like, "Yeah, how dare you?" Yeah, I love it.
1: <sighs> okay, so we finally get Dick Van Dyke call.
0: Cool. Yay! So, yeah, they do this. The banks are like, "Well, I guess we give up." Like, yeah. okay, fine. Do you know what? You win. We're like, we've got each other. We're happy. So they start to leave the room and then Dick Van Dyke comes in as Mr. Dawes Jr. And is delightful.
1: He instantly fires Colin for justice. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We get a reprise of Little Light Fantastic. Now,
0: he does a great dance.
1: He does a great dance. But I don't think that's Mr. Dawes.
0: I, you think it's Bert? I think Mary's
1: called in a favor.
0: <laughs> Mary rang Bert and was like, hey, "Mary's you like, you know how you really look like Mr. Yes, Dawes, yeah,
1: yeah." And like, he's not changed that well because he knows the Leary song, mm-hmm. which I think Bert would know.
0: Yeah,
1: he's Bert, and he's shown up because he looks like Mr. Dawes, mm-hmm. and basically, Bert is now in charge of the bank for sure. And there's no reason for this to work. He's just been called in a favor.
0: So yeah. Dick Van Dyke was given some options about the dance he was going to yeah. do here and he was given a sort of really simple dance a sort of medium choice or the one that is in the movie which was the hard choice Yeah, but and he was
1: not going to take it easy, is he? No, it's Dick Van Dyke yeah. but he
0: was given the options and he sort of was just like, oh honey to the choreographer and was like, okay Let me just do it like, Yeah, leave and it he jumps me. up on the desk yeah. and tap dances it's a... and but but it's so nice i
1: tell you what I'm annoyed by is that such a good moment it was in the trailer like,
0: I know which really irritates me yeah. because one of my favorite things, both with the original movie and with this, is that in the opening credits we get the credit of Navikid Keed, yeah, which is just a name that's in the credits and you sort of just don't notice it, you just yeah. assume it's one of the actors, and then at the end it's revealed it's. Dick it's Dick Van Dyke as an anagram, yeah. because in the original movie, he plays Bert and Mr. Yes. Dawes. So Mr. Dawes is credited as Never Kid Key. But then it changes. Right. So in the opening of this movie, they do the same thing. Yeah.
1: But it's a different name. It's like a different anagram.
0: Yeah. It's another anagram of Dick Van Dyke. And then at the end, it's revealed to be Dick Van yeah. Dyke. Why show it in the trailer? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, Why?
1: I don't watch trailers. I don't like trailers because I feel like they show the best bits of things and sometimes in surprises.
0: But this was shown in the cinema. No,
1: I know it was. It's the same with Kingsman 2. Massive surprises, massive spoilers. I'm not here for it, so I don't watch trailers. Mm-hmm. And I'll, t- I'll tell you this, credit to the Russo brothers for Infinity War because they, they put in scenes with the Hulk in the Battle of Wakanda just that people didn't know what was actually going to happen going forward. I think that's clever. I think that's awesome. But this is such a big, triumphant, culmination moment. Mm -hmm. And you've just given it away.
0: Especially because kids who are seeing this movie, who probably haven't seen Mary Poppins, aren't going to know that that's Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I just... It's not necessary. Like Anyway... It's amazing. We yeah, love th- but him. but this is such a he... brilliant moment. We have a really cute moment. The family are talking, and Dick Van Dyke turns and looks up at Emily Blunt, Mary Poppins, and just sort of winks at her. It's so but sweet.
1: That's even more reason why it's Bert.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. It's just it's just Bert because he's like door. we we
1: we condom.
0: We get the, the story. Reveal. So Michael, when he was a kid in the original Mary Poppins, gives his father at the end of the month, uh, end of the movie his tuppence. Yes, and instead of Using it, Mr. Banks, George Banks, put it into a savings account for him. And in the 25 years or so since the original movie, that has become a lot more savings. Yeah, and
1: it pays off the house. It will
0: pay off the house, basically. Yeah. So, you know, how lucky that he's a trust fund kid. But, like, you know, that's the resolution. And they still own their shares in the bank. And he says, save the shares for your children. Yeah. Which is, I think really nice mr doors slash but is lovely that's great yeah happy ending yeah and i just i love dick Van Dyke so much presumably
1: jane and jack get together here because it feels like everyone's shipping them and there's a moment where they like there's never made abundantly clear what happens but it feels like they're together yeah like we go to our final song nowhere to go but up which is let's fly a kite
0: yeah they're moving they're going to move back into the house they're on the day that they're moving back in there's a fair in the park and the... I
1: feel bad for the grass man.
0: The and... poor grass man. I have forgot <laughs> like that one of so my favourite
1: bits about the underwater sequence is you see him there with like... Stay off,
0: off the seagrass. The
1: seagrass. Like, yeah. He's my favourite character in this. Like... He
0: keeps the grass really nice yeah. all year for this fair for everyone to trample on He's just it. sat there. just he's like so upset.
1: Grumpy and upset. It's bless great. him.
0: But they have like ring toss and hoopla and stuff and games and things. And we see the bullion lady from the beginning of the movie... Because Georgie runs towards her at the start and yep. says, I oh, love balloons, can we get one? And they're no, like, we no, we don't have the money. Have the time. And your reaction to this was one of my favourite things in this Yeah. Movie. And this is what the Dick Van Dyke reaction should have However,
1: been. However, also in the trailer, with the same voiceover.
0: Okay.
1: So I, I, just, I had just forgotten. Okay. But as soon as it happened... It
0: still was great. It's a, it's a really great reveal. And again, like... Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's just such a shame just, But she's
0: Angela Lansbury is here. <laughs> she
1: makes her debut on the podcast. And
0: you remember how I said before we started watching it that yeah. there was somebody older than Dick Van Dyke in Angela this movie? Land- Angela Lansbury. She's two months older than him. Yeah.
1: I just love this sequence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she remembers what it's like to be a child. Yeah, she yeah. says
0: Michael doesn't remember what it's like to be a child because there is inherent joy in holding but a balloon.
1: That is the bit that's in the trailer. Like, you, the voice of like you've forgotten what it's like to be a child. And there's a shot of her on the balloons. Sure. Um, but yeah, they all go, uh, we, we get the really nice kind of orchestration of Let's Go Fly a Kite.
0: Oh, it's so sad. So yeah. they all sing Nowhere to Go But Up. Colin Firth tries to pick a balloon, but because he's... He doesn't know his true childish self. He mm-hmm. can't fly. Everybody else can. Though. I
1: was kind of sad by that because I wanted him to be able to fly at the end. Because okay, like, he
0: needs to go on his own journey. He didn't know, get a journey. I know
1: he does, but it's kind of like, it, it's like, you're not good enough. You don't get this moment. It would be nice if there is goodness. He hasn't
0: connected with his inner child. But this
1: might have been the moment that helped him connect.
0: No. My, one of my favourite things in the background of this scene yeah. is that both Gooding and Fry have chosen balloons, yes. but only Fry's balloon flies. And
1: Gooding's having to hold on to him.
0: Gooding is holding on to Fry to fly with him because his balloon did yeah. the same thing as Colin
1: really Yeah, this is a really fun ending. You know... It's
0: right, a- and as this song fades out, it fades from nowhere to go but up into let's go fly yeah. a kite. But it's a really sad strain of it because... Mary knows she's not going to be able to join them. Yes. It's so sad. It
1: is. I also think it's a good job that commercial uh, flights aren't a thing yet. Sure. Otherwise there'd be a massacre. And yeah, you mentioned to me that Angela Lansbury wasn't the initial casting choice No, they asked
0: Julie Andrews to do this and Julie Andrews is like, no.
1: Yeah, and we've spoken about reasons why and I'm Mm -hmm. glad they didn't and... You know, it would make it very interesting if it had. Because I, I kind of feel like this balloon lady is possibly old Mary.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, because
1: Time Lord, she's gone back in time to help make this moment happen.
0: Sure.
1: But, I, you know, it's a really nice moment. And the way she talks of Mary, there's a knowledge there.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: I think, had that scene been Julie Andrews... I think been... she's
0: the character from Bedknobs and Broomsticks.
1: Because she's in Bedknobs and Broomsticks, isn't she? She's the main yeah. character in Bedknobs and Broomsticks.
0: Which we are going to watch at some point soon. Yes. Yeah, they, they talk about, they'll forget they always do. Yes. And it, it's a
1: very knowing conversation between the two, which would have been too on the nose had it been Julie Andrews.
0: Mm. Of course the grown-ups will all be forgotten by tomorrow, they always do.
1: And they all land and their grown-ups are happy and we get a parting shot as Mary leaves. Yeah, the door
0: blows open yeah. and that was her inciting leaving incident
1: yeah. for this one she leaves without saying goodbye and she goes off into the clouds.
0: Yeah, and Jane and Michael feel it. Yeah. And they say she's, she's gone. gone, isn't she? She's like, yep.
1: Yeah. And that's Mary Poppins' And then turns. we get the
0: credits and we find and we get the Dick Van Dyke yeah. name shuffle.
1: I looked at it and I go, where have I seen that before? And you're like Mary Poppins one. It's won.
0: Mary Poppins, <laughs> yeah. It's great and so the the song over the credits they play all the music from the film. Yeah. Right at the end of the credits, it fades out, and then there's just a tiny little super colour the stickers be and that's the end. And it's so nice. That's such a great ending to this movie.
1: It is. Who is your MVP? Because uh, my notes are still blank, and I I don't I still don't know who I who I want to say. I my think MVP. Emily
0: Blunt. I think the want to compare her to Julia Andrews is yeah. so strong, but. I think she does such a great job. This is such an immense um, responsibility. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure she got loads of hate for this. She
1: did. When it, I remember when it was announced that there were people that were just like, why?
0: Yeah, right? And like, I I know this movie, before it came out, got loads of hate online. And people were like, well, there's no reason to make this. There's not, not a good enough reason to do this film. And that annoys me a lot. Yeah. Because... I just think, like, that's fine, but they're going to do it anyway, no matter how much you don't want them to. Oh, yeah. So just, you know, mind your business. But I think she does a really good job, and she's so... She is a different Mary Poppins. Her character feels very different, yes. but it, she's still so nice. Yeah, I
1: for me, it's a toss-up between Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda.
0: Yeah.
1: I think you're right, it has to be Emily Blunt, just mm-hmm. because it's a massive task to do and like you see it with other characters like you know to make a very different comparison but there's always hype when a new character is taking on the doctor or taking on the joker that people will inevitably compare but because there's always been so many people this is a role that had been untouched mm-hmm. for 50 odd years
0: yeah and, and even though there's a stage show nobody's yeah. comparing the stage show actresses because no, the stage the film. show is
1: very much a different entity like there's a subplot with an evil second nanny you know like yeah there is which as a result it feels like it's its own thing but because this has been left for so long it is a bigger task than replacing a doctor or Mm. a new actor playing the joker who always they all get hate anyway but something that is so universally beloved it is very, very difficult. So I'm going to say Emily Blunt. Yeah. I think she's great as Mary Poppins. I will
0: tell you what, the stage show properly traumatized me as a child. Yeah. At some point, well, if we can go and see it because it was supposed to still be on in London, yeah. I would love to do that to see whether I'm still completely terrified. Yeah. I'd be of the interested clown. to see what it's like. Yeah. But yeah.
1: What's your best song in this version? Or in this this film?
0: Um, underneath the lovely London sky.
1: Uh, for me, it's cover is not the book. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I liked that one.
0: I just like the little. It's just a nice little refrain of "Underneath the Lovely London Sky." It's yeah. a nice little introduction and oh, yeah. closing to the world because Jack sings it again at the it end. Is, yeah. it's, just, it's a really it's good sweet. bookend. I like it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Skip song. Obviously, I said introducing Mary Poppins based on the fact that it's on the soundtrack, but like actual songs. What's your skip song?
0: Uh, Turning Turtle.
1: I put a conversation.
0: That's fair.
1: Like it's it's too somber. Like it's important for the story, but it's just like. It's it's not one you'd want to listen to, hmm. like outside of the context of the film. So yeah, and who would you want to play in this one?
0: <laughs> Look at all my choices. Um, I mean, Mary Poppins, obviously. Yeah. But if I couldn't be her, then obviously Jane, and then Angela Lansbury. And...
1: But you've yeah, I mean, you'd want to be Mary Poppins. Yeah, of course. I I mean, I'd like to play Jack, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to say I'd quite like. To be Michael,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think there's some real depth to the character. Like mean, he's not in it as much as you'd hope for the Banks children to be in
0: it. No, but Jane's in it more than he is. Yeah,
1: but I still think Michael's kind of character arc, like the dealing with the grief and you know, over not overcoming it, but accepting and moving on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is really good. And I, I liked his arc. Yeah. So a few people on Twitter uh, gave some of their views before we we finally give mine uh one of my favorite podcasts not before coffee uh which is at need underscore three underscore mugs on twitter so ray said being completely honest apart from a few songs in the first one i wasn't a massive fan of mary poppins when given the choice with children and magic i prefer bed knobs and broomsticks this second outing was just as mediocre so but i think that's interesting i guess
0: if you didn't like the first one you're not gonna like but this this is i think
1: I've said it, this film depends on you loving the first one.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is a really interesting take. And I'm glad that we've got that. I think, you know, Mary Poppins, if you're not a fan of the first one, were you ever going to enjoy this one? Mm. Um, At Shoot the Flick, it was okay. I definitely don't think it was as memorable as the original, despite its best efforts. Mm -hmm. And elena so at miss Unscott elena i enjoyed it but again it's not julie andrews however i did cry at the beginning because all of those memories from my childhood came flooding back to me during the overture
0: yes same
1: yeah i think this film depends on you knowing and liking the first one i think if you're not a fan if you've not got a real attachment no if you don't
0: like the first one you're not gonna like this but i don't think you need to have seen the first one yes to enjoy this
1: yeah And I think that's kind of important. I gave this one four stars. I I enjoyed it. I think it's got some moments where it is...
0: I think you could put Angela Lansbury and Dick Van Dyke in anything and I would be like, it's amazing! No,
1: and I I think the problem is sometimes it's just too self-aware. I feel like the fact that it is going for the exact same beats of the first film... yeah. The fact that I'm looking at these songs and going, well, that's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, well, that's Chim Chimney. These songs, because they're trying to be the same, they're calling back to things that we remember more fondly. So it's almost like we're not going to ever give these songs a chance to succeed on their own. If they were completely tonally different, Mm. they might be better songs and more memorable. Or people would hate it more. And I think... That's This is what Mary Poppins Returns should have been. It is a love letter. It is a homage to the first one. Mm-hmm. It's not rewriting the formula. It's not reinventing it. It just, this is Mary Poppins. Yeah. Credit to them for doing that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's to the detriment of it. We don't need it to be every, every beat the same. Cut the bit with her cousin. Yep. And we we've, I think we've got a much better film. You know, I think... I would have said maybe five star film without that which is weird that I'm saying Meryl Streep's I know, inclusion isn't it
0: awful but I think anyone could have played that role and we'd yeah. have still been like and I don't
1: yeah it's not a slight on, on Meryl Streep I just think that sequence isn't engaging enough to warrant being there when you say like Jack could easily serve that purpose Mary
0: Poppins could have said that line to them yeah. it would have been exactly the same
1: the cast is phenomenal
0: mm-hmm.
1: Rob Marshall has continued to deliver
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think you know if we ever do like a awards for the podcast like he is the best (laughs) director you know everything we have seen him attached to has Mm -hmm. been successful
0: yeah
1: and i think this is a really really good film i don't think it makes me want a mary poppins three simply because i know that it's going to be set against the backdrop of a post-world war ii Mm -hmm. Which I think would concern me because of how far we've gone. I, I think her story with the Banks is is over. Yeah. Unless she has a completely different family. But I don't want to see that. No, I'm good. And I think this has to be it for Mary Poppins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think any time you go back to a franchise like this people could have hated this because it just didn't live up. People like it or they don't like it. And I think You've at least got something here that people enjoy. Yeah. You're running the risk of going back if you do a third one and people just saying, yeah, it's the same as the first one again. Like,
0: Mm.
1: I don't think there's anything left to add to this world.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I really appreciate about this film? That they wrote a finale song and that they had a song finish off the movie and that the songs didn't end 20 minutes before the end of the film. Well done, Disney. Yeah, well done. Do that in all of your films, please. I'm getting sick of this. Yeah, (laughs) no, I... I
1: enjoyed this one and I think Emily Blunt I think the whole cast was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, they're amazing. Emily
1: Blunt really stepped up and mm-hmm. you mentioned as well there's one slight moment where she looks in her affection of the balloon I think it is and it's in, like
0: a face moment a very her very and Julie very Andrews. slight moment yeah.
1: but the fact that
0: she I, holds it on her own she holds it on her own mm-hmm.
1: credit to everyone mm-hmm. involved and credit to Julie Andrews for resisting the urge to you know cameo and undo that good work I think mm-hmm. so good show we're back on a back on a good note good will we be next week
0: i think so i hope so
1: so obviously sunday is valentine's day
0: mm-hmm.
1: so in lieu of a valentine's day launch it's going to be a february 15th launch yeah so what are we watching for valentine's day my love
0: we are going from one singular sensation to another can... one <laughs> yeah. singular sensation i'm glad sure you knew what that was Two
1: Yeah, so it's chorus like long last. At
0: long last. However, we are unfortunately watching the movie because there isn't a film stage version that we can have access to. So we're watching the 1985 musical movie. Okay. Yep. It'll be good. I like it. There's a lot of differences between, like, tonally between the movie and the stage show, but Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. I really think you're going to enjoy it. Because it is a character piece. I think you it'll you be like quite nice like that
1: we're watching something older for the first time in a while.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I don't really think since since Meet um, Me in me Saint Louis, we've done fairly modern things.
0: Yeah, we have. I
1: mean, Cats was ninety eight, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it'll be good to go back in time. I think for a you know, first time in a while. Oh, for sure. Awesome. So that will be next week. Mm-hmm. We will be having a romantic Valentine's experience watching Chorus Line. Yep. I assume. Mm -hmm. and hopefully you will join us for that delightful entry
0: Yeah.
1: as always you can get involved in the conversation over on Twitter and Instagram at it's a musical pod and you can let us know your thoughts was Mary Poppins Returns the return you wanted or did it leave you feeling a little bit underwhelmed and maybe you saw it without the context of the first one I'd be really interested to know your perspective of the film Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I had seen Mary Poppins one before we did this I was really tempted to see it at the cinema just because of the hype and I don't think it would have fared as well had I done that so let me know if you were one of those people that watched it without the context of Mary Poppins you can as always subscribe to us via a multitude of different podcasting platforms we are on Apple podcasts we are on Spotify we are on Google podcasts we are on Amazon podcasts we are on Stitcher and we are on Podbean if you like our show maybe you've been listening to us for every week since we started this back in April 2020 Jesus I know or maybe you are downloading us for the first time if you like what we do and feel like making our week a little brighter why not leave us a review let us know your thoughts on the show and I look forward to Chorus Line next week as always have a Magical Mary Musical
0: Monday. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Same bat place, same bat channel.
1: Not 50 years down the line. <laughs> the covering is not the books, big ones, i good Because under the car, there's one discard, is that like the king, maybe a Da-da-da.